When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Pilgrim on Wrestling. With your host, Billy Pilgrim, giving you that good wrestling under tree. Give you that old school feel with a new school type thought process every Wednesday night. So, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready for the show? So here's Billy Pilgrim. Can you hear me? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know, this fucking app, just doing something fucking really stupid. Oh, shoot. You the only one that I use the app with. Because I don't, like, I just, uh, I, I, this is the problem. I don't really need, like, with signing with the agency and this, all this other shit, I've been signing up for these fucking bullshit apps and, and all this software, and it's all fucking terrible. And, and basically, it's, it's like another... It take, eats up more space than it should. There's constantly upgrades. It's, you know, it's all this other fucking horse shit. And this is, and the more, I don't have the time today to fucking learn all this shit or deal with it. It's it's already hard enough to be a performer. And this is why I don't fucking want to deal with all this bullshit. Uh, and it's just really getting on my ever-loving, like, last fucking nerve. Uh, I don't know. I just... I'm I'm over the, the bullshit. I don't know. I'm just I'm fucking tired of it. I'm tired of uh, you know, all this fucking software and shit and and just everything. Um, you know, and and it's like I didn't sign up for this horse shit. I signed up to be a performer. I did not sign up to be a guy behind the scenes. And I don't want to hear bullshit about well, you got to know all this stuff. You got to be a kind of hell here. And with that being said, welcome to Pilgrim on Wrestling here in the Smokers Lounge. And I am your moderator, Kevin Officer Champ. And let me introduce you to the man that might be grumpy about the bullshit, but he will tell you what is bullshit in wrestling as well as in porn. We're talking about Billy. And another thing, and another thing, <laughs> fucking, 
I tried to do, I had to do an interview like last week and it's an interview I really wanted to do with this mm-hmm. uh, up and coming podcast. The guy's really cool. Mammary masters podcast or whatever. And for whatever fucking reason, the stupid thing wouldn't work. He has his own platform or whatever. And it wouldn't work. Okay. And it just mm-hmm. gave me this whole, like, g- g- you know, g- find a tin man, find a, find a <laughs> fucking guy with no heart, find a fucking lion. Who's half a fact. And then go prancing down, put on a fucking pair of like, you know, shoes there, fucking, you know, fucking yeah, get the jazz hands and prance down the goddamn yellow brick road and, you know, fucking donkey punch a bitch. And then, you know, hey, look, you know, jump in a hot air balloon with a closet, you know, and whatever. And I had somebody look at it. And I go, look, could you fucking whatever? Like, I don't. And it's and it's written in a way that it's like a little too vague with my ADHD. Like, and literally they just went, oh, yeah, this you just had to turn this on microphone, like a little icon at the top. And that is in there lies the fucking problem. And that's the major block. You know, so some people are gonna probably disagree with me on this or try to, you know, whatever. And guess what? Whatever your answer is, don't give a shit. Don't give a shit. I don't fucking care. And you know what? I'm not saying you're not right. Just don't fucking care. Don't want to hear it. Basically, just went boop. And I'm like, see, that right there is why she literally she fixed it in like five seconds. And that is the reason why I fucking hate all this new software and all this technology because it went from uh, when I use it all the time to, hey, go here, press this and do that. If that doesn't work, then call us. Now they got to show like, I'm, there's a reason why my haircut costs this much. And they got to, rather than just saying like, hey, go here, turn that on. Like it literally made the steps overly complicated as opposed to saying your microphone or your, your camera's not on, which I never turned it off. So I don't know what the fuck, but that was the thing. It was like, yeah, your camera's not on. Just go here. Boop, or the computer should have been like, go turn that on. No, I got to literally go through this whole fucking rigmarole. Like, like, like I'm Nick Cage, a national treasure. And I'm trying to, you know, fucking change history and bang a basic bitch. But no, literally all I need is for you to go, hey, camera, turn that on. And that's it. That's it. But now nah, we got to, you know, we got to, we got to make it like more complicated. Is so, so, cause we're really smart and then, you know, whatever. And I just don't have. And every five minutes, something needs to be updated. And it's all this pop-up shit and this, that, and the other thing. And it's like, I don't, I'll never be able to edit because I get too, because it's never good enough for me. I can have the best, you can get a crew from Brazzers and you can get the best director and the best of everything. And you can get me Angela White and I'll be content with the scene. But if I have to actually edit it, I'm never going to be happy with it. So I can, I'll never be an editor. I can, I can learn the camera. I can probably through osmosis get a little less aggravated with technology but forever my main concern is going to be the like being a performer and all the creative but i just yeah it's just this is all that like this is what i'm dealing with right now yeah i i can feel your pain because even with even on the podcast until like it's a lot that I have to do, you know, um, especially now adding into doing video, you know, but like you, we're technically, this is the only audio podcast that is now in the, this. Cause I don't think people really need to see my fucking face. Uh, you know, like I don't really, you know, I don't think it's like, no, we, we, we like June Cornette. June Cornette will never do video. I'm not he saying I wouldn't do it so. if, if like somebody came in and it was like, we're going to send you like these high end microphones and we're going to do all this other shit. I would, I would probably do it 
But mm. you know, it's like, look, it's not. No, I prefer for the wrestling. We they, they pay us for that. They pay us to go video. Because because I ain't gonna front, it kind of take away the dynamic a little bit, especially with the Gordon Soli. Well, yeah, that yeah, yeah. It, we can't pull it off with video. That's gonna be editing. <laughs> so, I mean, but shoot, I mean, but people love the audio though, because even with me, like I like, it's funny when YouTubers do a whole panel on other YouTubers or podcasters. I just find that just hilarious to me sometimes. And like we, um, what am I about to say? Like I was talking to a guy and the perspective that they always talk about the podcast is based around the YouTube. They talk about the YouTube numbers, videos, what have you. They don't ever really talk about the actual audio where that is where the real numbers is in podcasting for the most part. Um, because think about it, with Spotify, if they don't have video on Spotify, you're listening, or you're on SoundCloud. You feel what I'm saying? So to me, you know, um, and then and then like we're talking, so it ain't like we're really doing anything of great consequence. <laughs> you feel me? So trust me, if it wasn't for the fact of where I'm trying to get this things to go on the podcast until no, I would have been doing audio, just nothing about audio. But now because of video, brother, trust me, it's like and, oh, add to it, I got an old and slow computer. So you can imagine the headache of me trying to edit podcast videos. Well, I just porn videos was way easier to me. But the thing with the de- like with I have a Dell. Uh, it's a very long, but like again, it's it's always a fucking issue for the simplest task, and it's like constantly yeah. updating and this that and the other thing. And it's like, you know, here's an idea. How about you fucking make the software right the first time, and then put it out, and then you wouldn't have to constantly, you know. And also, here's the other thing. I have the option of just do it. Like, don't I like? Because I'll be trying to do something, and then. I'm trying to solve the problem because I got an interview coming in or I'm trying and I'm really, my problem is I'm really respectful of people's time and I want to get it right the first time. I would love to have a YouTube channel. Like, you know how you see the YouTubers and they have that perfect fucking Mm -hmm. camera set up with the perfect lighting and they're sitting at a desk and it all looks amazing because while they have some knowledge, they have, they have a staff, they have producers, they have editors, they have all these people. I have no one to help me set this shit up and to be honest with you, uh, in the time it would take me, you know, like when I put something out, I want you to pay for it. Like, I would like to have a YouTube channel I can monetize. I want you to buy my porn. I want you to like buy shit. But my, the thing that's the reason why I need help and I need like a producer or somebody there is because it will never be good enough in my mind because I want you to pay $20 for it or I want you to buy the shit that YouTube advertises. But in my head, it's never going to be good enough. So it just becomes this vicious circle. But with Adele, it's like, it always needs to be updated or it just won't work. And it's like, well, why didn't you just automatically fucking update? And it doesn't really, and sometimes it'll jump out at you and basically tell you like, oh, you got to restart the computer. Other times I got to go find it. And it's like, what part of just automatically do it? Would you fucking just do it? Because... You know, it, and it's always when I need to do something and it just drives me nuts. I just don't have the patience for it. And 
you know, and again, the other part, like if things were just killing it uh, on the performance end and what have you, uh, maybe, I mean, maybe I would have better, more patience with it, but it's it's difficult enough to be a performer and, and try to constantly up your game yeah, and do your it. brand. And here's the other thing. A lot of these guys that are good at this shit and there are little one man PR firms and they have and they have all the social media savvy and everything. I hear shit all the time that they're not the best male performer. They're not the most professional on set. They don't really, you know, what up. So it's like, yeah, I my whole thing was come in, throw the dick around, do the deal and then go home. That's what I saw. I don't give a fuck about, you know, my Twitter or my whatever and then so on and 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 whatever uh you know and maybe you know you ought to give less of a shit about that but people don't so it's like you know i i don't know i don't care i'm just like i'm trying to do a lot of shit behind the scenes and get it ready for january and it's just driving mm-hmm. me nuts and i'm trying to get back into shape i had to join a gym because the, the something happened there was some kind of border leak in my gym in my complex and of course fucking take it forever to day and they're finally to the point where they're going to start doing the repairs so they so did they go out and get a real crew no they went out and got they they, they found the short bus with four flat tires uh you know the, the ones that were flunking out of summer school the retard class and basically like hey you guys here's a toy hammer and here's like bob the builder video go try to fix it so it's like i'm trying to get photos done there's some shit potentially that might happen in december but i'm like i'm falling out of shape Every day I'm trying to exercise, but I, I can't work out as intensely without the right stuff. So I'm like, fuck it. I got I had to drop money on a gym. So now every day for the next 30 days, I got to go to the gym today. I fucking like worked out for like two hours. I, I did like an hour of ridiculous cardio and, and, you know, and I could, and again, your body bounces back when you can, when you're, when you're a workout person and you miss a couple of weeks, you could definitely feel it and you have to push yourself, but I'm just, you know, like I'm really just miserable right now because I'm I'm not working and and I just I really hate Atlanta and this in the vibe of this fucking city and when people come in, I don't know, I just I'm really beyond fucking frustrated. And then a friend of mine, she knows what she's talking about, but I signed with an agency, they're a new agency, and she brought up a point that I didn't really think about because uh, New Jersey was such a disaster and everybody was so up their own ass that I was just in a rush to fucking do something to shake it up. And I don't like really what I would love to do is just buy a staff, buy a cameraman, buy a photographer, buy an editor, buy a whatever, and just like put them on salary and go like, here's a bunch of shit, edit it up, get it, you know, and, you know, just throw money at them. But that money doesn't exist yet. Uh, but she was breaking up and she was, she basically, she was, you know, it's not a knock on the agency I've signed with, but they, cause I, you know, I, I read the contract. And even the lawyer commented that, th- that this is a really fair, honest upfront contract, but she made some good points that I didn't really think about. And then she recommended some people that I know of that are big deals. Like if you're going to get PR as a porn person, do you want this one person? Cause they are the person. Problem is, the person, uh, I, I heard a rumor, it costs $700 a month for that person. And I'll say this, that person is so good at what they do that I actually think they're a little cheap because they will get shit done. And hopefully, maybe at some point next year, when I have, you know, and, also, and I know them personally, 
but I didn't feel like I was ready enough to present myself to them to go, Hey, can you rep? And also I can't pay you. So, you know, uh, and I'm not, and I never approach anybody unless I have the money in hand. I'd rather wait six months to approach you. And when you tell me, Oh, it's this much, I go, bam, like right there. Boom. Um, so it's, it was kind of like, you know, she's looking out for me and she's trying to be a good friend because she has, she did porn at a high level, but it's like, what do you want me to do? These people don't know who I am. I'm not in their league yet. I can't afford them. So it's like, and, and again, the agency that I signed with has not even had a chance. We haven't really gotten the ball rolling on anything. So uh, there's nothing to complain about. And as far as money, like they haven't even had a chance to make money off me yet because nothing's been set in motion yet. So it's kind of, again, it's just one ball of frustration after another. <laughs> well, shoot, I mean, everything takes time, my brother. That's well, I just, I signed with the agency because it's like, okay, you can find me people to pass off stuff to, to get them to edit it and everything. And I'm, and I got this thing that I'm going to start doing and I'm going to, hopefully uh, hire this editor that I know and hand off stuff to him to just like here, edit this and whatever and, and whatnot. But um, basically I I'm, I'm trying to get them for, for a meeting because there is some stuff I want to get done and, you know, kind of, you know, really, because my brand is unusual. So, mm. you know, it's not a stereotypical thing, but I main thing I want to push is get me paid gigs. Get me in with studios. Get me in with companies. Uh, collabs, I've really kind of reached my level because, you know, it just, I've reached my limit of patience. You sound, with, it, it's funny you sound like a whole bunch of women is, they're like, I'm not doing any more collabs. Well, no, it's, it's, I don't give a look. You do, they could do whatever they want to do, but I'm, I just, I've run into, I'm looking to make myself less accessible. Like, just get me paid gigs. I can do a lot of shit. I, I did a shoot last week where it was like all fetish stuff. So like mm. I'm growing my portfolio as far as a performer. So you could send me out for a lot of shit. Uh, just get me paid gigs. Even if it's two or three, I can live off that. And then I can take whatever I make off my content and re-bankroll it into my product and get some of these ideas that I have off the ground. That'll bring in more money. But I want to rely less on collabs and I would like to get it to the point where I'm doing so many paid gigs a month that I can just go, I'm going to go to Tampa for like three days and I'm going to do a set of shoots for my own brand. And then that's all the shoots I'm doing for the month. It sometimes will be paid for the girl and sometimes it'll be a collab depending on the girl and be very, very, very selective on the collab and just kind of leave out that headache because it, you know, it just, See, it just, I think, you know, something I think, you get, you is what I call a new age throwback. And what I mean by that is it's kind of like I even bring it to like a wrestling. Even with like, for example, we we always talk about if L, anybody, L, people always talk about with MJF would thrive in the territory days, right? You would have thrived in the porn days in the 90s, early 2000s. Where all you had to do was take your ass out to Hollywood, and it was good. You feel what I'm saying? And guys could get those paid gigs, and, and a lot of them, you know. Period. And the fact that, well, let's keep 100 because you have the protection for the the the, the complexion for the protection. <laughs> you would have got a lot of work <laughs> straight up. 
I'm talking about from Playboy to Vivid to what have you. Because, I mean, think about, like, uh, Evan Stone. You feel what I'm saying? He, yeah, he, that way he did. He took his ass to Hollywood. So it's kind of like with the Hollywood big move. Like, put it this way. The content creation era took away Hollywood. So guys like you that, yeah, how can I put this? You wouldn't need to depend on the agent for so much because shit, you just showing up on set, being tested, and then they see your dick size and what have you. Go. <laughs> you seriously, the same thing with the women. That's why it, the day I when, when I came in, the only girls that were doing content trade was BBWs. The small girls was it was paid. Fuck you, pay me, or pay me to fuck you. I. It's just, it, it's gotten, I mean, it's it's cloud chasing. Somebody came to town and we were supposed to get together. But, of course, this is Atlanta. So even if I have a great relationship, something about the city, I get blown off for whoever, you know, in, in you know, in, it was in Atlanta because they have more cloud or whatever. And so it's, I'm actually thinking in the new year, I'm actually thinking, because I don't think any performers listen to this. I'm thinking I'm just going to lie and tell people I moved from Atlanta and I got moved an hour away because I don't, I, I don't want to make a big announcement because I'm trying to make these changes without coming off like angry or bitter or aggravating the situation. So it's like, if you're coming through town, unless you're coming to do work with me directly, I don't hit me up. Okay. And I don't mean, I don't want to work with you, but like if you're, gonna, if you're passing through Atlanta for a couple of days, fine, pass through Atlanta I'm going to be in Tampa next month. You live in Tampa. We can get together then because it's just this, like, there's never like the guys that the girls decide, Oh, I have to work with them. They're on, I don't know what fucking schedule, even if you could call the schedule or they have no concept of like, Oh, you have to be somewhere later. Or like the, the reason why I've kind of put a, I'm, I've just decided like I'm done was I was supposed to shoot with this girl. We were supposed to have all nights. And a certain performer that we both know already mm -hmm. shot with her, but you know, halfway through the shoot, it was like, oh, I have to, we have to hurry this second one up because I have to drive all the way to his house and shoot with him again. And I was like, I really wish you would have told me that during the first scene because that first scene was long as fuck. And that was mm -hmm. mainly for you. And now I got to rush the scene I really want to do because this guy is fucking greedy and doesn't stop. And that's like, you know what? And, I, and, you know, sometimes the girls try to do me a favor and they'll mention me. And it's like, you know what? Unfortunately, I just don't have that clout or hype yet. And 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 also, I don't know what the whatever the community here is so fragmented. That I have so little to do with it. I don't even know. So I can't really even. But I just know that, like, I've always got to reschedule or, or I always got to wait by the phone when they come through town. So it's like. I think in the new year, if you're if you're Becky Sunshine and you're coming through Atlanta, it's like I got no problem with you. We we will we will work together, but uh, just do whatever the fuck it is you're going to do in Atlanta. Unless and here's the other thing: when you say you're coming to work with me, I don't give a rat's ass who's on who's calling you, who's blowing up your phone. It's like no, no, I do not want to share you with anybody. No, I do not want to include this guy in. No, whatever. And if you really want to go work with this guy, go ahead, but don't. I'm not going to be here when you come back. I'm going home. So it's like, I, I basically am like, you know what? E, maybe at some point I will secretly fly people in to work with me when I can pay them or when I have the money to, to really set up a production. But um, I'm, I'm pretty much done shooting in Atlanta and it's like, fuck it. But 
you know, you, you negotiate with somebody and then you're just about to seal the deal to shoot something. And then they're all of a sudden they're asking you to pay for their expensive ass camera person. And and then, oh, yeah. And, and a tribute for my travel expenses. And I'm like, I'm not paying. There's a handful of women that I want to work with so bad that I would do that. But there is no fucking way I'm going to just give you money like for your travel expenses and all this other shit and then have you own the content. And it's like, what, am I do I have jerk off written across my forehead? It's one thing if I really want you to come here, I'll pay for your flight. I'll put you up at a hotel because I want to bring you here. Um, and also, you know, and again, and I'm, and I very, and I make it clear, like I, I want you and I uninterrupted for two days. Like I don't really want to involve other women or even, or any other dudes just like, let's get this shit done, but I'm not paying you and then let you own the content. That's not fucking happening ever. And the women that I would allow that, I'm not on their radar yet. So it ain't happening. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm over it. And when I do get the hype or the following of the cloud, wherever the fuck it is that these women judge shit by, they're going to find that I'm still going to be polite, still going to be the same Billy, but you're going to have to either go through model red, or you're going to have to talk to somebody before you ever get to me because I need to be less accessible and I need more control, not so I can like make people do what I want. Just more of we could get it done and everybody gets what they need and you know, everything else. So it's like, it's, it, I just, I need, and also I like to just, again, I've talked about wanting to work for other people and my reasoning for that, but I need, you know, and again, I can live off that money and then re bankroll. It's just, yeah, I just, a lot of shit needs to change, and one of it is I'm stranded in Atlanta indefinitely. I'm stuck here. The scene here sucks. Uh, and, uh, you know, it just kind of come down to the thing of, okay, uh, I, I literally could sit here for another 20 minutes, 30 minutes, telling little mini stories here and there. Like, I've had people pass through town, contact me, and then blow me off, and then be like, oh, well, I'm going to be in, like, you know, Orlando, you come down here. I'm like, motherfucker, you were 20 minutes away three days ago. And now you want me to book a flight or get my car for like X amount of hours and like hotel. And then there's eating. I'm an alcoholic. So there's beer. Like, motherfucker, you were right here. No, no, I am not coming to Orlando anytime soon. Because that, again, you're telling me you're important, but not really. And, you know, I... I can't allow that to take place because then that's all you see. And then that becomes commonplace. And I've been biting my tongue on a bunch of shit. And it's like, yeah, this, I know once I eliminate this aggravation, there's going to be new aggravation showing up, but I'm tired of this. I'm ready for some new aggravation. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to spring clean and get this old aggravation out of here. You can have it for a nickel. Take, take it. My grandmother's old quilt, get the fuck off. Um, but yeah, like like again, like some hap- a couple things happened recently. I'm like, that's it. I'm I don't even want anybody. If you're gonna recommend me to a talent, it, I want it followed with the phrase: If you're serious about working with him, if you're not, don't contact him. And don't if I if they're coming near Atlanta, don't even recommend me. Don't don't just don't. There's a reason why he's not on my profile. And I think since no no performer listens to our show. I'm going to start telling people that I moved out of whatever town's like an hour and a half from Atlanta and just be like, oh, yeah, I don't live in Atlanta anymore. And, uh, you know. Well, that being said, 
now we got that out of the way. Hey, y'all see how what kind of week that our hosts have. Let's get to the pro wrestling smoke side of the show. And you know how we always start this. The sultry voice of one of the legends of our business, the one and only Gordon Soley. Welcome to the Gordon Soley Poetry Corner. Welcome, friends, to another edition of Gordon Soley's Poetry Corner. We all have our private life. Some of us get a couple of runs, and we always want that last one. But this one is called Prime Gone. The age of 50 does many things. It makes a fool of most men. It whets their desire and stifles their ability. It succeeds. It, it, it secures their ego and deflates their masculinity. How many extra cups of coffee or drinks of brandy to win the favor of a pat on the cheek? The point in time is gone. And I remember when I felt my prime turn to slip, and I felt like I could still hang with the boys, and I went out. And they put a little something in my drink that I didn't know about. And all I can say is, I woke up in county jail. And it described to me that I apparently was arrested for wrestling a bear. But later it turned out it was Jim Bardet in a fur coat. (laughs) And one of the wrestlers kept trying to explain to the cop. I believe it was Terry Gordy. And he was saying, well, how many, how many bears do you know say, oh, my boy, when he's in the fucking deck lock? So I don't know, you know, but I definitely did not feel uh, in my prime that morning. But I just paid the fine and yet weirdly had a high-paying job for Georgia Championship Wrestling, even though I didn't work there. <laughs> and thank you, Mr. Soli. <laughs> Oh my God. I love Gordon Soli, ladies and gentlemen. He's the reason why he's a motherfucking legend. So now, now normally, you know, we hear, we talk about AWWE and all that good shit. But see, today, we actually got another wrestling promotion that we haven't discussed. And it's actually the, one of the oldest wrestling promotions of, well, actually, or, governing organization now, you might well say, is a wrestling promotion. But the NWA actually has been making some serious news. And the news... Not in a good way. Oh, God. It, what is going on with these wrestling promotions? It's just like the bad news just keep coming. <laughs> well, the problem is... <laughs> the bad news just keep coming, dog. <laughs> okay, so again, and you've heard me say this, that one of the things I'm planning on doing, hopefully by January is incorporating and you need money to do that uh and i you know again i very want to start a little studio and very build it up slowly and and Mm -hmm. and, you know build it up solid um and the uh the thing is i'm a porn person i know porn uh you know i'm gonna hire somebody to kind of handle the business i'm gonna you know somebody who's a tech i'm gonna hire a tech person problem is you have basically just rich 
guys who didn't get laid in high school buying wrestling companies. You know, you got Tony Khan, who does not know what the fuck he's doing. And I'm sorry. I'm sure he's a very nice guy, but this fucking guy would not get laid or have a lot of friends if he did not have billions of dollars. Uh, Billy Corgan, um, while a big fan, clearly, and not uh, not really, uh, you know, like, you know, a wrestling person. And clearly, I don't know how much money he has, but he's not... Uh, apparently trying to get the extra because there's a lot of talent there's like a lot of talent out there and he's not really snagging any of it tony khan signed me yesterday and all i did was just put on my shoes and and you know like tony khan is signing everything and you know new japan is signing direct and and no like matt cordona really like they should have just been giving him they're allowing nick aldis to leave and I've heard, I've heard. Shit oh God! About... And, and, and have you heard? Well, the first part of the interview with, I don't know who the guy is on the show, but the interview I, I listened to a little bit, and also I heard Billy Corrigan. Now this is interesting. These two are going back and forth. And I'm like, damn. Um, funny with a year mates, and one of the things that he said. Is part of the reason why he's leaving because he feels that the NWA is not going in the direction that he thought was going to go, that he wanted it to go. Um, also, he said it's a clown show. Now, of course, Billy, his thing is he said, quote unquote, the one person to do the most politicking in the back is Nick Aldis. He said, Nick Aldis, he said, the guy that gets that make the most money is Nick Aldis. The guy that got that gets the most attention for the company is Nick Aldis. And the person that's the most unhappy is Nick Aldis. I heard that Billy Corrigan pissed off Nick Aldis because he disrespected the wife, his wife when it came to the empowerment thing. And I guess she felt some type of way because he said that he felt there wasn't enough. They didn't have enough women to do a another empower, you know, pay-per-view. Okay, we're going to touch on each of these in a second. So, but, okay, Tyrus is the NWA world champion. That's all I have to say. Yeah, I and here's the thing. <laughs> here, here's the thing. I, 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 damn, but go ahead, go well, ahead. No, the thing I've heard a lot of just from the beginning. This whole promotion has been plagued with just one thing or another. Like, I like again, their broadcast team might be the worst of the worst. It's just so um, the thing. I, I remember uh, when Harley Race died. There was a bunch of podcasts about Harley Race and Harley Race. Before becoming NWA champion, at least for the first time, it was kind of to smooth along uh, a, a, an issue with, you know, Tory Funk and Jack, in, in, in Jack Briscoe. But um, I remember the story being told that, that Harley left the AWA and started going here and going to this, into this territory, doing this territory. Then he started going to Japan because he was actively starting the process of like, I want to be a guy that's considered for the NWA title. So he went about the various, like he started going over here, doing this, doing this, just like yeah. I want to be a top guy in the industry. So I'm going 
going here, doing this, doing this, trying to do this, trying to get these done because there's a way of doing it. Because the belt, like Terry Funk was the NWA world champion, then you'll realize once Terry lost the world title, he just kind of bounced around for the rest of his career. Like all Japan, Florida, he would go here, he would go there. And he was basically what he became was an attraction because he was the former NWA champion. Like that belt made your career and it, and it really made the man. Now the NWA belt basically is made by whoever's competing for it. It had a slight resurgence when Nick Aldis and Cody Rhodes were yeah. uh, trading it off. And I don't, I'm sure I, with, with the, uh, I'm sure probably all lead and everything, but I thought they took the belt off Cody way too soon. Um, and then the NWA and then putting it on Murdoch and fucking not, you know, whatever. Then it had a little bit of life with Matt Cordona, but Matt Cordona was defending it everywhere else other, and nobody was really paying attention to the show. Um, the, the NWA will always have a certain, cause it really did mean something to be the NWA champ really actually meant something. Cause it took years of a guy taking it upon himself to build up the framework to be considered. And then you had to have guys, you know, basically voting for you and, and whatnot. And it was a pressure thing. And now like, even with the old, I like the idea of doing it. Uh, and I'm watching some old NWA right now uh, with the studio. Yeah, I'm watching, I'm but, watching the episode now. <laughs> but here's the problem. The, 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 like, okay. You had in the old NWA, they have like two sides of the ring with people. And those people, will not shut the fuck up. They're allowed through everything. You have a, you have one side of this ring and you have a crowd that is dead silent and and you need to do whatever it takes to get them to be loud. Um, Everyone's like, oh, the old school, it's still real to me. Yeah, motherfucker, why are you sitting on your hands, asshole? Why are you sitting on your fucking hands? <laughs> and, and again, you're not really getting the talent that's out there. Uh, you're... Your your set looks cheap. You have the worst. You have uh, uh, what's his name, Tim Storm. I mean, Christ, Melba Toast has more charisma. You have uh, Bubba Ray's girlfriend. She is a horrible announcer. I'm not joking. I have never announced a day in my life. I think I could do a better job right on my first day. And then they have some guy that whatever. Everything just. It looks cheap. It looks bad. It's too quiet. You have too many indie guys that clearly aren't ready or they're not, you know, and guys kind of float in, float out. You keep adding belts. Like no one cares about the one belt you have. Why are you adding more belts? And you, everybody's guilty of that, but it's yeah. just been, I don't know, man. Like it's one of those things where it's, it's just been mismanaged. And I think there's a way of doing uh, nostalgia, but you have no, to. I, okay. To be okay. Okay. Honestly, they're not even doing nostalgia. When they first started, it, it had nostalgia with it, but um, I think when Logano, whatever his fucking name, David Logano, when he did the dumb shit with the sexual assault, it fucked up them moving forward to me because he had the vision spot on. Two, the other thing, because I'm sorry, I mean, I like Tyrus. And 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 I also like Trevor Murdoch, but when I think NWA World Title, maybe because I grew up in the ter watching the territories, 
Or maybe I just have fucking common sense. Them two did not speak world champ to me. I mean, even to the point, I was so shocked that Trevor Murdoch, I can see Trevor Murdoch as a national weight champion. I see that. You feel me? You know, because, I mean, let's be honest, what, Black Jack Mulligan never won the NWA world title. He had the United States title. You feel what I'm saying? Um, he... Ty, uh, Tyrus, he was the long, he was a long reigning television champion. Uh, in every other promotion, this motherfucker was probably at best your you guy, your feet, your champion, just to transition to the next big heel. <laughs> you feel what I'm coming from? For the next big main event type situation. It was like even when I saw that Tyrus won the title, I said they really ain't got nobody. No, well, even they have nobody for Murdoch. I mean, Murdoch, again, yeah, he has an old school look, but essentially he wasn't doing anything. Billy, 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 if you had a wrestling promotion, no way in fucking hell you would put the title on on Trevor Murdoch. No, no, not at all. Not in any way. I can see the Pope becoming champ. Because he's talk game, he can't wrestle. But it, and Trevor Murdoch's a good worker. But I cannot see, even with the promo that he did as a heel, it's just like, it's just dry. And, and Tyrus just, I, I sorry, I tried to watch him when he was TV champion doing an interview, and I'm like, I just don't give a fuck about this guy. And uh, to find out he's like some kind of right winger, it's like, I didn't realize you wanted to be in the house that bad. Um, you're supposed to draw dude, the house. Dude. Like you just want to be in the house. He's a co-host on a show for Fox News with with Grant with Grant, with Gutfield. Well, that's why I suddenly just said I don't want to. I don't want to be Fox News. I don't want to be too disrespectful uh, to my black brethren. But like I said, he seems to be more concerned with being in the house as opposed to drawing the house. House, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that way it feels and, like. And, you know, and uh, and again, just. I like that. He said being in the house. Yeah, I'm trying to draw not to be, like, like Clarence Thomas. <laughs> like Clarence Thomas really wants to be in the house. He yes, really, he really, really wants to be in the house. He, he uh, wants so, to be in the room, sitting down beside Massa. Yeah. And, uh, and, yeah, so I don't understand why you would make this guy. And, again, Nick Aldis, or not Nick Aldis, um, Matt Cordona got injured, and he's killing it, and he brought a little bit back, but the problem was it – there's just not any kind of presence in WA, and it's but see, just... but see, what's sad is it, okay. One, of course, people are gonna say AWA and, and, and AWA and WWE gutted them, but they still had talent there. Cause like I was like, where the hell James Storm went? There's an NWA World Champion. It's like the guys who it's like. He let the guys go that could carry that belt go. I ain't talking about the ones that went to WWE and AEW. He was not going to keep them. He ain't got the money. But like a James Storm, um, damn, who else? It, well, I don't think it was James Storm at this point. In time. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? It's like, trust me on this. It. 
I'm still stuck on the fact that Tyrus is the world champ, dog. It's, well, it's, I, mean, like, I never thought in my wildest dreams that Tyrus and NWA world champ would be in the same sentence. I just, yeah, and and also, I mean, I kind of, and again, and, uh, we don't know the whole story. Where is it, but, where's but it this, compared to who is here? Even to the point that. We can talk about Tim Storm, but damn it, Tim Storm had some good matches, though, when he was champ. He had a decent run when he was champ. He just was not known. Was Nick Otis, great matches. Even to the point with Trevor Murdoch, he, he had pretty decent matches. Tyrus matches are so fucking boring. The fans go to sleep. I, the fans go to sleep. Again, they... It, I don't know. It just something's I mean, not. Ricky Morton being champ, dog. Honestly, Ricky Morton had better more sight matches. This motherfucker, and Ricky Morton about damn this seventy. I I I don't. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and, and, and here's the thing: there is talent out there, and I get. I guess if, if Billy, if Billy is is uh, funding everything himself, you can't offer the paychecks of you know like what like you said Tony Khan is just spending his dad's money uh but the the, the problem is you you need like again you need certain guys to be around the world title pitcher and then use the TV title and your national title that you use the US belt to call it a national title okay and your world tag titles to build new stars and maybe try to you know pay some guys to come in for your TV and big matches uh, and maybe try to develop working deals with other companies and get your world champion out there. But, you know, the thing is, uh, it's, it's easier said than done, but it's not even like they're trying it. Like I said, they're, I tried to watch uh, one of the, like an episode, like, I don't know how long ago, but it was like the commentary was terrible. Uh the 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 just the crowd was sitting on their hands the uh you know again and like they had like guy coming out in a mask with the with the i mean the best stepdad bod i've ever seen on a wrestler <laughs> and and normally in the tradition of a tip olympia uh, oh, oh, spoiler you put a mask on a guy and it changes him and he's better with the mask but this guy it's like well i think they put the mask on because I think, I mean, it, I don't, I don't think no, it helps no, I'm much. No, I'm fucking fucked up about it. Now, the original question mark for some of y'all people that, that's listening, you know, that don't really follow NWA, was a guy by the name of Josephus Brody, who I was a huge fan of. And he was a big name in the NWA before Corrigan bought it. And in the Tennessee area, he's actually a university teacher, very intelligent guy. Love his promos. He became the question mark. You feel what I'm saying? And... It, right there, when I saw a question mark, I said, this is about to go downhill fast. Because the NWA was never comedy. The funny was consequential because nine times out of ten, it was that heel manager that got his comeuppance, or you might laugh at Rick getting his suit being ripped. You feel what I'm coming from? You know, period. Ricky Steamboat put on the jacket with the shades. <laughs> Well, Rick over there, these tidy whities <laughs> But why did he wear tidy whities man? 
I don't know. I mean, I'm I, people forget. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, so got the mother rules. But anyway, but the point being is, it's kind of like they became an upgrade of Shakar. That what it felt like. I I feel like I don't. Again, I fortunately I haven't really watched the product because it's just kind of unwatchable. But I mean, it doesn't. Even even when Jim Cornette was there, which it definitely lost a lot. I don't it was palatable. Like it Jim was Cornette palatable. or not. Yo, I don't I don't care if you like Jim Cornette or not. It lost a lot of steam when they <laughs> let him go. Uh, and again, you had Nick Aldis, and Nick Aldis is a great wrestler, and he had the look, but he never was a fiery promo. And he was a villain, but he was never a villain. But he at least looked the part. And and again, yes. this guy, I don't know where he would go. Now, because again, he's yeah, you've been around, but you haven't really. No, I mean, he ain't made the impact because I, I don't. He wants WWE, but, but he, he'll end back an impact because I don't know if AEW would pick him up or he would want to go to AEW. Uh, I don't know if Triple H would want him, um, because would he fit WWE? I don't you know. So the only place I would think he would land would be Impact. Um, where, Matt Cordona, what's is he still with the NWA? He no, he's with the NWA. He, he, he got the best contract ever. They, he he works where he wants. Well, yeah, and, and, and he, he's every look. He's like wrestling with like five to six different promotions. The bit the motherfucker was uh he was on Progress. <laughs> what the hell? Well, that's the thing. He's wrestling G He's showing what everybody realized in in the WWE, you know, when, when he was with the WWE, yeah. uh, that this is a guy you're just wasting, and they purposely wasted him. And here's the mm-hmm. other thing. Yeah, he's probably got really great deals going, and again, he was making the NWA interesting because he was showing up at other organizations being an evil fuck. He was with the WWE forever, okay? And he, again, is the employee that you want because here's a guy who you make him travel around the country, and he's always tan. His abs are always perfect. He's always on point, and you keep fuck with him. So he's had he has had to bank some serious money. So he and he's not a stupid man. Yeah, so he's I, had to have he he has to have enough money invested where he can live off the interest. So he can kind of call his shots now. Mm-hmm. And I think WWE wouldn't take him back right now because. Now he's established Matt Cordona, and Matt Cordona is everything now, now, that now, he always now, should have been. This. It is something I thought about. Now I know a I know MLW. It, it like this MLW Court Bauer made the best bidding decision when he locked up these two people. He locked up Hammerstone and he locked up Jacob Fatu because the Corgan. I would buy out that fucking. Company. And had Jacob Fatu on my television because he got it in so much in spades, man. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it, 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 I am sorry, but I, I get everyone love Roman Reigns, but Roman Reigns better be glad that motherfucker never made the WWE because he may not have is. his position. <laughs> I don't know what the bias is towards Jacob Fatu, but Jacob Fatu. It's, it's somebody else. Like Hammerstone, I I don't know. His like, promos. I mean, 
No, Hammerstone is because I followed Hammerstone from his days over in Portland when he worked with uh with that mask, the assassin, not the assassin, but the grappler. The grappler. He worked with the grappler. And I didn't and people don't realize how many motherfuckers the grapplers done trained and put out there. That dude's a beast as a trainer. That's all I'm gonna say. But um <clears throat> and I always wanted to go eat at voodoo donuts. If I ever go out west, I'm gonna find one. But anyway, um Hammerstone, he's trying to be he's trying to be like a a, a baby Hogan. And I think that's it, because even with his title raid, I get why they put the belt on him. But no, no, I kind of do like the feud with with, with Richard Holiday. <clears throat> but Jacob Fatu can talk. I mean, even to the point where now that they let him do more promos, man, he's he, he, you can't help but get into him. You know what I'm saying? He, he's he's like MJF. He's himself. He don't, there's no, there's no filter with him, with his promos, the way that he talk, you know, period. And, and the fact, and I really like the few that he's doing with, um, Enzo Amore. Uh, I, I saw something I, like this fucking idiot was doing, and I couldn't, it's like this fucking jerk off. Like, I don't, I don't, I just don't. Enzo, I don't right. I don't know why you would sign this fucking idiot. And and I'm also amazed that no, I'm sorry. I think I could take him in a fight. If this fucking guy came up to me, I've heard stories about him just standing next to a guy in practice or something and start just running his mouth. It's like, dude, I'm going to show you why your girlfriend won't let me do anal if you don't shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's all I would say to him. And then I would fucking, you know, and then when he would, and, and, and then when he would go to make a comment, that's when you start punching him in the face. Um, Mm-hmm. I, you know, that's like, why he's a heel. That's why you sign him because he's the, because he's the perfect heel. But he's the kind of heel that it's called go away heel, where it's like nope, click. You know, he's just he's he's a problematic little shit, and so was his other fucking partner, and that's why he's basically just a a moat on AWTV. But no, with Hammerstone, I to be fair to him. Mm-hmm. I saw him at the beginning, I guess, of his babyface turn when he was literally doing the Hulk Hogan thing with the colors. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you are somebody that needs to be a heel because your babyface is terrible. He might have improved, but this was somebody like, no, this guy needs to be a heel. Not, and- not really. It's, it's like, put it this way. Holiday is carrying that feud. Now, Holiday has a lot of personality. Um... I, it's kind of like this to me. If MJF didn't blow up, it would have been Holiday. <laughs> well, the thing you is, know what I'm well, with the, I, I have to, I'm kind of behind on Holiday, but I remember they were a little trio. And to be yeah. honest with you, I think MJ, M, MJF is very smart in that he moved on. Like, okay, they're getting paid. And I'm sure they're being taken care of for what MLW can do. But I kind of feel like when your contract's up, as far as Jacob and and Holiday, but also mainly Hammerstone and Jacob, is that you guys might want to try your options with AEW or New Japan because I kind of feel like the years are ticking by and you're kind of under the radar. MLW is a better product than NWA, but yeah. you, I feel like you could be – a main eventer and a big star 
like, again, if I was running Impact and I'm like, I need fresh heels, or even NWA, it's like, all right, reach out to Fatu and Hammerstone and Holiday and go, look, I'm not making an offer. I'm just saying, when your contract's up and you're negotiating, call me because because you could have a home here and I could, you know, because here's the thing. If you got those three into the NWA and made them all heels and just put them different spaces in the card, well, now you have the golden triangle to basically carry your roster. And, you know, um, and who knows? Like I said, uh, to be fair to Hammerstone, I have not seen him recently. Uh, maybe tonight I'll, uh, I'll I'll look up some MLW, but yeah. maybe he's actually, I've been mean, trying to do some YouTube stuff, but they had moved to pro wrestling TV. I actually seen the, the latest episode. Um, it, God, I miss the old school. But anyway, hey, but. Now, now I'm about to you about to enjoy this news. I had to bring this up special before we really get into the other talk. Well, thank God Vince decided that Vince was forced to retire. Because a lot of fans was going to be mad. Especially these two guys. Because Gunsa, he did not get and he was going to bury. What? He was going to bury Gunther. He saw Gunther's match and said, I don't get it. Well, yeah, I don't think, well, again, like, you know, I don't think, but that's the thing, Vince, Vince, the thing with Vince is Vince gets entirely too much credit for being a genius where he had one or two good ideas and other people were able to process. Because again, when he went public, and when Pat Patterson really did retire and then Jay Briscoe went away, like you start to realize when he started, when he, when he didn't have wrestling people around him, the product really started. You know, it's interesting that you said that because no podcaster, not Jim Cornette, not Brian Alvarez, not even Dave Meltzer brought up that point. Because when you think about it, that when the Attitude Era was popping, when he had them two guys in his ear. But he also had, like, I think, like, other Sergeant Slaughter was there. And, you know, like, he had other guys backstage. And, again, you also had the last of – because that's the other thing. Uh, uh, Dallas Page, uh, Undertaker, McFoley, uh, Steve Austin, uh, Ron Simmons, like, you know, uh, excuse me, the Godfather. You had a lot of guys that were basically the last remnants of the territory era and then they hit this like they finally hit their stride um and then you had an influx of really good talent like your triple h's like your um like your rocks like your edges and your christians and the hardies and everything so it was like a weird perfect mix but when he went public any product immediately it goes down to quality in my opinion when you go public because it becomes less about your product and more about keeping a bunch of baby dick white guys mm. behind the desk happy only rich people cry like well i i wanted to make an extra nickel on this stock this year and i didn't and now am i gonna pay for my new set friend that like you know doesn't dry heave when i fuck her how am i gonna pay for a new kicks now i mean i could still pay for it but i didn't man i want that nickel so that's what it is um, and like, okay, but I always use the example, Chick-fil-A, say what you want about their politics, but they make a fucking hell of a, I know gay people. 
I know I know gay people who take a dick while taking a dick. They are a dick taking turducken, and they go after they're done taking turducken dick, or they're done turducken, whatever it's called. They're turducken. They go and eat Chick Fil A, and 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 they you you literally get in and out. They they got it. They got it like a fucking running like a machine. The sandwich is. I don't know if it's the intolerance, if it tenderizes the meat. I don't know, but it's all delicious. And the thing is, it's privately owned, and they don't want to go public. I guarantee you, if if you want to kill Chick-fil-A, let them go public, and then you're going to see all that shit go away. The smiling kids, the fast, you know, the the, the drive-through that's wrapped around the building, but actually you're only there for five minutes. You know, like Wendy's has like three cars in their drive-through. Cancel your plans for the day. You ain't going anywhere. So like, you know, these like so chick, all that the quality of the sandwich. They literally, you would have some asshole sitting behind a desk and never worked a hard day in his life. Go, do we need to use real chicken? Like, yeah, asshole, we do because it's in the fucking name. It's a chicken sandwich place. It's in the goddamn chick. Chick, it didn't, you know. Well, does it need to be real chicken? Because I heard they got a new penis uh, enlargement surgery in North Korea, and that costs money. And even though I already have money, you know, so it just when the when they WWE went public, there that right there, you and again, people who know how to work this system that literally is based on nothing, really, people really look at all these all these executives like they're really smart. Like, no, they're soulless fucks that know how to work a system that has no foundation that's why every couple of years we're going to a recession because we have to bail these fucking idiots out because they're doing shit that doesn't make any sense and then again pat retired and they passed away sergeant slaughter kind of went away me you know all the wrestling guys slowly dripped out and then you started getting executives and writers and you know and writers and i'm using that term so loosely and next thing you know, you have wrestling people running, like say, wrestling again, like porn is a very unique product. You can't just come in and go, oh, get blonde with big tits, put her on a couch, start fucking her. That's all you got to do. It's like, no, 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 no. I, 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 and I'll tell you why you're wrong. Sarah J, Sarah J, blonde, huge tits, big ass. Sarah J's a fucking multimillionaire. Sarah J's been around for over 20 years and is still going. She's going to go till 70 if she wants, and people are going to pay to see her. Why? Because she has a brain in her head. She knows what to do. She has talent. She has charisma. And she knows the industry. You no, know, you can't just take a chick, put her on a couch, and shove a big dick up her ass. That's not how it works. So you're like, oh, um, Braun Strowman, that's the guy you need. Like, no, 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 no. That's not the guy you need. <laughs> that's the guy you have, like, on the mid-card. Or you bring him out, like, four times a year and have people point at him and go, ooh. You know, it's, like, again, Emma is back. Emma never should have left. Emma got fired because some schmuck asshole who doesn't know his head from his ass made up a gimmick. Well, she's like, oh, she's really hot and she's blonde. She has to be a cunt. Put her in a fucking prom dress and have her be a cunt. There you go. Um, that was the gimmick. And he's basically lost his way. You have people running things. That's why the WWE product sucks a bag of dicks now. Um, and there, And again, there's... That's why, like, talents like Austin Airy or the Austin Theory, like, you know, what the fuck did this kid do? Whose girlfriend or whose daughter did he fuck dry that he's being booked? I mean, the booking is so bad for this kid. I don't even watch the product, but somehow the booking is so bad. It permeates through various forms of media and finds its way to me. That is some bad goddamn booking. 
that is some bad booking when I'm not even watching the shit. I don't want to watch the shit. And I know exactly how bad his booking is. And I'm thinking to myself, how do you look at this kid? And the same thing with Bobby Lashley. How do you look at these fucking people and you're not, you know, like you're not making a million dollars with those fucking people. You know, that's why everyone, and again, that's why everybody, uh, uh, Triple H, because Triple H was a wrestler. Triple H knows wrestling, you know. uh, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, uh, you know, a corporation. You got a bunch of rich kids playing with their money, playing Booker, and you have a bunch of people who, you know, sit behind a desk. You don't know. It's like, again, they like, I'm sorry. If if you have a guy that's bringing in people, hypothetically, back in the day, and this guy is bringing in money, he's selling merch, fans want him, and you're thinking to yourself, as you sit doing a fucking thing about wrestling, go, nah, that's not the look we want. That guy over there that's over 6'5", and he's got like, you know, he's basically he's the point where his balls are literally in his ears. Um, that's the guy. And then he goes out there and like people just like and he and he and he ratings drop and everything. But no, this is what people want. No, asshole. Like when people go yay and then buy shit, I don't give a fuck if it's Bastion Booger. If Bastion Booger goes out there and the fans are going nuts, <laughs> if, he, if, if literally you're having a hard time selling out an arena and then you put Bastion Booger on the card and immediately it sells out, if he's selling merch like a motherfucker, I don't give a fuck. If he looks like Humpty Dumpty with Ricketts, that's what the people want. Your job is to make the company money. Your opinion really doesn't fucking count. It's like, go out there. And, you know, I, did, I was talking to a female talent. She liked working with me. We did some great stuff together. She was telling me a story about her friend was kind of talking shit about me and trying to poison her on me because she does a very particular thing uh, that's not original. And uh, there is no buzz going around this fucking broad. And nobody's beating down her door. But she's talking shit about me and basically trying to put a seed of doubt in her head. And, uh, you know, it's a thing of, well, here's the funny thing. I make sales. No one says you can't work with the guys you're with or this guy. But you know what? When you make something with me, it fucking sells. So it doesn't matter if you wouldn't work with me. It does not fucking matter if I'm somebody you would fuck. I give a shit. Did I tell you that? A fuck not given. Um, so uh, let her work with me and make that money. Okay. And again, she probably wouldn't fuck me in real life, but she's there to do a job. She makes some, I draw sales. So she, if I'm making you a lot of money, well, guess what? If you have a brain in your head, you bring me back because I'm making you money. When I stop making you money, stop asking me back. You know, it's like, I don't give a fuck. If whatever image in your head of a male porn star is supposed to be, great. But if you ever run a company and I'm literally selling more scenes in one day than any of your other guys, and you sit there and tell people, now we can't use him. I wouldn't fuck him. Oh, he's short. Oh, why is he only so angry? Why do you want to know why I'm so angry, Jessica Fatten? Because you fucking shot that bitch, but I don't get it. You know, it's like, hey, you know the, the reason, you know, the why people fuck, because again, money, the fans, the fans give what they want, you know, and uh, speaking about the fans get what they want. See, I'm about to make Billy happy because he's the only WWE talking what you just talked about because we have an AEW pay per view to preview. 
Full gear. That's right, people. Full gear. So we're going to talk about full gear. I got the matches right in front of me. And, um, you know, now I'm going to tell you what I found so funny, right? Even when I listen to Jim Cornette, like the clip I was listening to was when uh, he was talking about future stars for the WWE. He lasted about two minutes on the, the guys in the WWE and immediately with the AEW guys. <laughs> they let you know, goddamn, but they got the better product. So with that being said, all right, we're going to begin with there's nine matches. There's nine matches in this pay-per-view. Twelve of them, twelve of them are title matches. <laughs> Actually, it's one, two, three, four title matches in this. So FTR is not on the pay-per-view. Again, that goes back to the thing of like you have the best tag team in the world. They're not on your pay-per-view. Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, uh, <sighs> I swear, I just I, anyway. Oh, and to also a hot feud that just happened. Which some tell me this is going to be announced, but we'll get to that in a second. Cause I think it's going to be ten matches on here somehow, some way. But anyway, the first match is Luchasaurus versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry Steel Cage match. Thoughts? Well, they, I mean, again, the new Luchasaurus. They would be much better if they just. Like they fumbled the feud by having the double turn that was like so transparent. It's like I don't know. It was just so bad. And it's like, look, this guy works way better as a heel. He's not doing the slow motion kicks or the or the whatever. Like he, you know, have Christian as his manager. Like get him involved in something. Um, and he, and he works so viciously. You might be able to overlook the fact that he's called Luchasaurus. Uh, with Jungle Boy, again, you drop the ball on this kid so hard. Um, you might be able to rehab him, but you gotta, again, you gotta, you gotta work. He needs work, and you need to start that work now. So they, like, this match don't mean shit, and the cage match, like, and again, they're not gonna do it right, so who gives a fuck? Um, they need to be separated. You need to rehabilitate Jungle Boy, get this kid a promo class with Luchasaurus. I think you have something with him as Christian, Christian as his manager and him being like this kind of vicious, you know, again, chokeslam, power move. No, you know. But who would you put outfit. over in this cage match, though? That, that's huh? the real question. Who you put over in this cage match? Um, honestly, a year ago, I would have said Jungle Boy. Now I'd say he should squash uh, Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy goes away. Again, rehabilitation, and then make him your new. Start making him like a fucking destroyer of worlds, and maybe use him as a nemesis, possibly for Wardlow. The else, but I would have Luchasaurus go over because I see, and I never thought I would say this. I see more potential with him than I do Jungle Boy. Well, my thoughts on the cage matches. Um, like you, I feel is. I like Jungle Boy. Don't get it twisted. But I think Luchasaurus would... He should go over um, probably with some hijinks from Christian. Christian, um, Because I know Christian going to get involved in some way, shape, form, or fashion. No way in hell. But 
Luchasaurus to me should get over because I think this is not escape, it's pinfall. Um, I hope. But sometimes it's gonna be escape or pinfall. But if it's but like I said, to me, I think with Luchasaurus should go over because like I, I'm like I'm agreeing with you. Luchasaurus, he has a look. The way he's been wrestling lately fits him. He's not doing the flippy dippy. He's a beast. He's a monster. He is. I can see him challenging for the world title. I can see him even becoming a world champion if if they had built it up to that point. But if long as Christian Cage is his mouth mouthpiece, you get what I'm coming from. I think that with Christian Cage's chance, to me, he shouldn't even get back in the ring no more. He's your he's your new Bobby Heenan. In my opinion. You feel what I'm coming from? Yeah. Yeah. But, because, yeah. because to me as a manager, give him a click. it's money. It's money. He shouldn't even get in the ring no damn more. But I think Lucia Lucia Sword should go over, but they're gonna put Jack Perry over. Um do I think Luchasaurus is still going to get over in the loss? I think so. Because if he if he gives me Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels, he's going to get over. That's a big ask. And, and, and what people understand what I mean by that is how brutally he beat Shawn Michaels in that, in that hell in the cell. I mean, it was it, Shawn Michaels had about what five minutes of offense until the Undertaker set up. It was over. Well, that's the thing, you know. Again, it goes back to what we're always talking about: psychology. Ricky Morton <coughs> didn't have any offense. He, he had the drop kick, and then he basically got his ass whooped for like X amount of time. And then yeah. with like you know, and basically he the part of the reason I think the, why his career is able to last so long is because essentially he's just laying on the ground getting kind of working kicked or getting arm barred or whatever. And that's like the extent of his move. His son is a beast. His son is good. But go ahead. No, but that's basically it. You know, Um, that's why I I have the joke that uh, uh, doing a porn scene is like a rock and roll express match. You go in with a lot of fanfare. You know, she sells like Ricky Morton for 20 minutes. She gives you the hot tag. You make a little bit of a comeback. And then you, you know, you hit the double drop kick, you go home, you know, don't fuck around, watch for the rack. You don't want to <laughs> wanna fuck up the finish, you know. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, Terry Funk in the 90s made an entire generation of wrestlers and he didn't, he didn't really win any matches. Uh, you know, there's a, there's an art to it. Uh, what's the next? You know, because I, I, I just okay. kind of there's so many people that just are rudderless in AEW. That, yeah, so with the next and, match, and, and is, is going to be like what fifty bucks? I'm sorry, this yeah, is not about fifty bucks. bucks. Hold on, hold on. We we gonna get to that. Is it worth fifty bucks? We gonna say that to the end. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that now. No. <laughs> <laughs> the next match is tag alert, match. No. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lever versus Sting and Darby Allen. Uh, I haven't seen. Um, and uh, I mean, I don't know. He's it's, probably healing up. To be honest with you, he he's not he's not a young man anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, but I I, I don't know. What, gonna, I, I'm sure he's gonna show his face tomorrow. Oh, excuse me, tonight when y'all hear this. I don't. Uh, with 
Jeff hasn't been there long enough to really establish himself. Like he's only fucking with Darby Allen. He's talking about you know, like just like oh, I'm gonna take over or whatever. Like he hasn't really been there long enough to warrant, uh, you know, like okay, it's something special that he's gonna be in this tag match. And to be honest with you, I think universally, even though he looks amazing right now, yeah. people want to people want him in the back calling the shots and booking the show. They don't want to see him out there wrestling. No offense to Jeff, but, you know, and I think Jeff is smart but enough. Did, I'm going to ask you this. Do you think it was Sting that probably asked for Jeff to, to wrestle against Jeff? Because I don't know. I don't know what brought, because here's the thing. Um, I, I don't know who reached out to Jeff. I think it was a good idea, but the problem is you need to let him do what Jeff does, and having him do foreign markets is not it. And, and again, if Tony is literally looking himself in the mirror and thinking he's doing a good job, then he has no friends. Because, like, I saw the trailer, like, the elite now are being advertised, and I'm like, that, it's, it just, it's like, I don't want to see these guys on camera now. And again, I don't care if you don't like punk or who you think is right or wrong. Like, they were wrong just as much as punk. And it's like, you're not punishing these guys. And the second they come back, they're going to get their stupid six man belts back, and they're going to essentially, really over the top sell the fact that like we're the big deals and you you already created the monster and now you just kind of you know you fed him after midnight and you got him wet and uh yeah, much Kenny Olivier is gonna be real mad because this let's talk about this next match <laughs> which it, okay then this even gonna be one of the best women's matches in AEW history. Or maybe the worst. No, nah, it ain't going to be the worst because of the two participants, it's, and especially one of them. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, everyone do the, do the finger thing, versus Soraya. Now, my thoughts is this. What I like about this match, because I don't know, because Ryan wrestled in a minute. I know she can go. Um, I know that she probably changed her style up because of the neck injury that she had at one point. Um, and it, I wonder it, it, what kind of match are we going to get with this? And who is going to go over? <laughs> um, honestly, if they knew how to book, I would say Soraya, because then you yeah. could you could save Britt. But since they don't know how to book, I think Britt should go over because Britt has been one of the most consistent uh, stars and one of the few people that's actually been able to improve in spite of her booking and probably one of your best troopers because she keeps getting injured by the sloppiness. I'm sorry, but this has got to be like one of the worst women divisions in all of wrestling and it's not everybody's fault, but it's like piss poor booking the best um, and it's, and it's like a lot of people that aren't experienced and you got a lot of people that aren't. And again, you can tell like the Nightingale chick, this is a chick that's got a lot of potential and she's gorgeous. And there's again, long potential, but clearly you need to work with her and have her learn how to work on a mainstream Stop being so indie-rific and to, you know, kind of round out your character. Like, okay, you're not you're not playing to like 100 people in high school. We need, or you know, you're going to 
you got to evolve your character because now you're going to be on major TV. It's, 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 I don't know. Um, I think the crowd's going to be very upset if Shirai does not win. But I mean, Shirai's going to go over because ain't no way in the hell you're going to have. Like I said, I get why. Uh, damn, what's his name? Shibata didn't go over because Shibata is not with AEW. But guarantee if Shibata had signed with AEW, Orange Cassidy would not be the All-Atlantic champion. Let's just make that clear. But I think with the Shirai situation, great comeback story, Last uh, her first match since being injured, and she wins. Because um, they've been consistent with that even when you come down to like CM Punk. You know what I'm saying? Um, but my question is not who's going to win. The match quality is going to be the question. Well, and also, uh, you just reminded me of something. Um, given her neck and her star power, you... Like, if I were Soraya, I would be very, very picky on who I get in the ring with because, again, she we're talking about Britt Baker, who's... How many times has her face been caved in? Um, Ruby Soho is not a... Soho is getting injured like left and right because because you have these girls that are fucking sloppy as fuck and don't know what they're doing and I would be very very picky about it. like you're not putting me in the ring like the two blondes the one that's with Sammy Guevara and the other one yeah that, like uh, these two are a couple of big main offenders it's like you really need to like not put these fucking kids on TV and have them wrestle. Because they're the one that's like injuring people and and they're just not good in anything you put them in. Like even standing at ringside, it's like <clears throat> like who I mean, like I just it's just so bad that I that literally I can't not stare at them. You know? Um and and it's just it's it's like uh, and, you know, and now they're bringing back Riho, and the more I see her, I'm like Riho, you, you gotta be fucking somebody or or Kenny really <laughs> Oh, Kenny, I'm sorry. I don't care. Who you're saying, I, with women, with women, Rio, I, I think Rio is straight to me. I, 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 I get what everyone, what, what Jim says, and what I, you know, some people might might say, but Rio to me is is straight. Like I said, because the way they have they have booked her, the way that she wrestles, it makes sense because she outsmarts her opponent, and she and she has to be on her feet and her toes. She's quick. Now, um. But like I said again, it's kind of like with Sarai, I don't see I don't see Sarai like wrestling a lot on Dynamite too tough. Um, and I think they're going to really go deep into this feud between her and Britt Baker because I think that's their money feud. Period. Uh, Men or women. Because especially with the, the, the promo that Soraya did she lost the crowd and won the fuckers back with her and Britt Baker. You feel what I'm saying? She definitely had Britt Baker about the crowd, this bitch. I mean, for real, did y'all see Britt? Well, I mean, I'm thing, like, Britt, do not break character, bitch. Don't do it. Well, the thing was, like, again, there was a time where Japanese wrestling, women's wrestling, was thriving, not in the U.S., but in all Japan, women. And these girls were so ferocious and so on point that they never came to the shore to the U.S. shore because they were just whatever, with the exception of like Sherry or Medusa or Luna, they would have just ate up. You know, I mean, they were just vicious. 
Whereas whatever company they're getting these Japanese girls from, they are fucking terrible. I'm sorry, but they are. And and I'm not. And again, the one thing I no. Think, Jim, here's the sad part. It's the top company. They actually get it from Stardom. <laughs> well, I, I well Stardom has been picked clean by the WWE. And, and but here's the thing. Like okay, again, they need it's little things. Like don't stop with the. I'm gonna do a run in, but hit my music. And also, I get it. You're Japanese, and clearly, you're just woo. Uh, but you don't run out and like wave at the crowd and then literally on live TV, wave at the crowd and realize like, oh, shit, I'm supposed to be running to help somebody. And it's like, where'd you learn to do a run in the Jeff Hardy school of fucking take a pill and, and do a dance like she's just it's not the size. I don't care about the size. I don't I think Jim is a little ridiculous when he obsesses about, oh, mm-hmm. the size and this down the other thing, because, again, she can do a style where she fights underneath. But yeah. the thing is, the outfit, the whole presentation, and she's not, she's just not good enough to be the cornerstone of your division. And, and you know, and it's, and I feel like she's going to get shoved down our throats again because now all the, 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 the kids are coming, the theater club is coming back and they're, and, <laughs> and they've already proven that they can behave however they want, but nobody else can. And people talk about, oh, she had pumped a cancer in the in the locker room. Well, I would argue that point, but I will tell you what is a cancer. One of your executives, aka biggest stars, one of the founders of the company, literally standing there saying, I wouldn't hire eight out of ten of you, whatever, blah blah blah, and, and just literally shitting on the entire crew. And it's like yeah, let's have this asshole back. And oh, and now and now he has the fucking half an asshole lawyer on his side. Plus, he's proven that he could kick in the door to your dressing room and get in your face. And you, it, I mean, you could hit him, but it ain't going to do you any good because, you know, they're just going to take his side. So it's, um, I think these guys coming back, it's going to be toxic. And th- again, they've proven they are beyond inept. The only person more inept at booking is Khan, but Khan has an excuse because he's just a rich kid playing executive and Booker. You fuckers actually have wrestling experience, and yet your your women's and your tag division are in shambles. Well, speaking about the women's division, we now have another. We have our first women's title match, which is actually the T, TBS title. <clears throat> which why did they give the TBS title to the women? But anyway, I I digress. Um. Jane Cargill, who doesn't have the belt right now, who is the champion, will be going against Nyla Rose, who will uh, find sexy. I don't give a damn what y'all think. But anyway, um, as well as Jane Cargill, I find her sexy too. I don't give a damn what y'all think. So, now, speaking about injury prone, <laughs> these two are the women that you was actually probably discussing about. So, okay, how bad of a match is this going to be? Um, I don't No, I don't think it's going to be a class, a classic. And part of the problem is like, again, Nyla Rose, you, she's basically the, uh, the Lance Archer of the women's division. It's like, we're going to bring her out apropos nothing, have her out here for a couple of weeks and then lose. And then she's going to disappear and then come back. And then, oh my God, she's a threat. Yeah. The whole her not being around has been scaring the fuck out of everybody. I mean, remember that time she did she did that run in? Oh, you don't because she wasn't here. Um, we forgot she actually held the AEW Women's Title. 
Well, also because you had her lose, you had her lose to somebody that can't even fight from underneath convincingly. Like, you know, you, you just, it's, I don't, this match is going to be a train wreck and it's not, and Nyla Rose really deserves better. Jane Cargill, with her booking, can't complain because they've pushed her to the moon. But again, I have not seen any improvements as far as to warrant, you know, that belt is basically an, an afterthought. Um, I, I don't really know and I don't really care. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I think I'm with a lot of people. If I bought AEW tomorrow, I would I'm going to ask this then. Who's better, her or Lash Legend? Who? <laughs> the the Jay Carter of NXT Lash Legend. I don't even know who that is. Oh, okay, then never mind. It, when you get a chance, look up Lash Legend for us. <laughs> um, I, I honestly, I would if I bought AEW, I would basically I would get rid of a bunch of belts. I would I, pro- I would essentially shut down. I would get at the very minimum. I would get rid of the one women's belt, and I would get I would literally keep. A handful of women, and I would essentially go like, "Look, you're not going to like this, but you're getting one belt. We, the reason why you're here is you're going to slowly and surely rebuild the division. And when it is up to snuff, then we're probably going to give you a tag belt, and then that's basically it. And just to show you that I'm being fair, the guys are losing a bunch of belts. They're losing more belts than you guys. But <laughs> it needs to, the women's division needs to be cut in half." And you need to basically go on this side of the room are the real wrestlers. The rest of you are either going to put them over or you're going to learn from them. And you don't do half this insane shit until they give you the okay to. And, you know, but again, it's, I don't know, like, again, he keeps signing people. And each signing becomes like, and I care because I care because. Well, See, he said we care because. Let's go to the care because match. Number five. The first, the first of the men's title matches. This is the Ring of Honor title match. Chris Jericho for champion versus Brian Danielson versus Claudio Casanova versus Sammy Kavara. Okay, first question. Well, first thought. Which we already know the answer why the Ring of Honor title is on this pay-per-view because of Jericho. Because it, Jericho is Jericho is one of the big stars. Even understand we I love you, we love you, Jericho. But um, I wouldn't have put this title match. I would just wait had them do a tag match or something. Well that's basically what's gonna be. A title match. Um yeah, actually that was gonna be because with some breakdown here and there, but um, I would have saved the Ring of Honor title match for a Ring of Honor show, if you're going to do it on a pay-per-view. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it is what it is. So, what do you think about the match and who you think going to walk away with the Ring of Honor title? I don't. First of all, I hate multi-person matches. It, I don't give a fuck. Um, yeah. And basically, you wasted the momentum you had with Claudio by, you know, and you pissed off. You lost a great wrestler in John Grisham by taking the belt off him to put on Claudio, which, you know, I think he would hate to admit it, but Grisham would see like, well, that is the move. 
then you put it on Jericho and this this whole gimmick that Jericho is doing, he is not Terry Funk. He is not putting kick guys over and making new stars. It's just becoming the Jericho show. Uh, and unless you're going to put the belt on Danielson or back on Cesaro, I don't give a fuck. And the thing is, if you're going to do it, don't do it in this match. Sammy Guevara, I used to like him, but he really is again. It's that th- like a, I'm an honorary, I'm an honorary miserable fuck. Okay, I I'm man enough to admit that, but I bite my tongue a lot. Like I get shit every time I tweet something that's not my dick, or like, oh my god, life is great, and and here's a personal journey of the ocean and whatever, and the dolphin, like once, yeah, whatever. Uh, but like the amount of shit I don't bring up or mention publicly or I just swallow I mean I'm a fucking I'm a regular Gandhi uh, but this fucking guy constantly again he's, he's causing problems and then he gets away with it I would take him off TV for a while and, and give him a punishment to fucking like dude straighten your fucking shit out or, or learn to fight but I don't give a fuck about this match you're making the ring of and I would get it off Jericho because Jericho is not achieving anything with it and you really need to hurry up and find a fucking TV deal because you're just cluttering up your TV and you're wasting your time. With a bunch of belts. With know. a bunch of title belts. <laughs> and I'm one for title belts. Don't get it twisted. But damn. I'm like, even NWA I, knew how to Belts do. don't even mean anything anymore because, again, it's like 87 fucking belts. And it's like, every, and again, every organization is guilty of it. Um, and it's it's just yeah. So I don't give a fuck about this match. I don't care who wins. Um, I I just you know again he needs to fucking well, hurry up. He needs to fucking hurry up. Or better yet, take Dynamite or Rampage or take Rampage and make it a Ring of Honor show. Oh, you know I don't know what to. I don't know. It's 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 like okay. It's just some next match. And which brings us to the interim. Women's title is the sexy and gorgeous Tony Storm will be going against the also sexy and gorgeous Jamie Hayter. Um, probably, I hate to say it, probably <laughs> might be a it's it's scary. Wait, wait a second, let me say before I make this judgment, might be a match of the night candidate. Um, because Jamie Hayter, first of all, she's very good. Um, Tony Storm is pretty good. Um, and I think them they got good chemistry in the ring. So I think they're gonna have a decent, a very good, strong match. Um in my opinion. I see Tony Storm keeping the title. Um because one, I don't see no hijinks coming from Dr. Britt Baker because of her match with Soraya. So, um, I think Tony Storm is going to go over in these thoughts. Yeah, I guess I would put Tony over because you haven't really gave Hater any kind of build. Um, you need to make a decision because I saw something about and again Thunder Rosa apparently is somebody who's an issue, a, a problem backstage. But I've heard something about she's finally able to put like she's able to put like weight on like I think one of her ankles or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, you're that injured that you haven't even been able to really properly start rehabilitation. It's like, make her the champ and then have Thunder Rosa come back as a heel when she's actually healed. And don't you, know, you miss that 30 day rule. <laughs> well, 
Well, that's why, again. <laughs> oh, my God. We may hey, go ahead. Break. No. Please explain to the, to, to, to the millennials that listening the 30-day defense rule. Go okay, ahead. So unlike MMA or boxing where you fight maybe twice a year, uh, you know, if you're a main eventer and a champion, you maybe fight twice a year, three on a busy year. And you can have an interim champion because, uh, you know, again, you fight once or twice a year, you know, and there's other titles to kind of keep busy. And again, you don't really see somebody that often. In wrestling, it's 365, or at least it used to be. So you had to defend the title within 30 days. And sometimes it was used as a gimmick. And sometimes it was used as a legitimate rule that if you could not defend the belt in 30 days, you had to forfeit the belt. And um, we don't have that now because essentially one of the problems with wrestling is a complete lack of rules. And there just are like there was a disqualification. No, Bobby is sports entertainment now. That's why it's not wrestling well, anymore. It's not a had, sport they, anymore. They did. Daniel Bryan had a two out of three falls match and they actually did a disqualification. And I'm like, really? You're going to make one of the falls a disqualification when this, the, this very thing happened like. 15 times already before this match it's like they, they, they basically pull rules out of their hat when they feel that like when they oh this serves a purpose so it's a disqualification but for the next eight matches it doesn't matter it's lack of consistency it's lack of storytelling the lack of common sense yeah so now the third well with the third match in the list of what they got is the AEW Championship Eliminated Tournament Final. Now, we do have uh, post B semifinals this Wednesday. Ethan Page versus Bandito, I think, and Brian Cage versus, I think, I don't know who won Friday. Probably now as I tell Ricky Starks, because I don't think they're going to put Lance Archer over Ricky Starks. So, and um, I don't know when the semifinals are supposed to be because the pay-per-view supposed to be this damn weekend. So I'm um, unless they're gonna do it on oh, they're gonna do it on Rampage. Um well, they're gonna do one on a uh, one on Dynamite, one on Rampage. So <clears throat> you're not gonna find out the finals completely until then. So here's the fun part. Who's gonna be in the finals and who you think gonna win the championship eliminator tournament? Who gives a fuck? AEW is obsessed with these tournaments, and they are so bad. It's just fun. It's just fun to predict. It's it's. I would say you know there's potential there with Ethan Page. So I would maybe probably put some you know let's put some bank on him. Um, Bandito, good in ring worker, but he doesn't do promos, and you know he's basically a mass wrestler. He's a luchador. He's not you know um, he does not have that charisma that a like a Mysterio has. Uh, I it's just again with these tournaments, it's like you are so bad at them, and it's and it's again, it's this weird thing. We're gonna imitate Japan, but we're not gonna like really examine how Japan make it a big deal. And, it, and they just constantly, and again, like okay, fucking Dante Martin is back for the five minutes, he's not injured, and it's like. This guy, again, the, the weird push that you're giving this guy, but you're not giving, like, half the roster. And all he does, he's really good at, like, staying in the air for a minute. It really does defy logic. But that's basically it. 
and they talk about this guy like he's some kind of world beater. Like, oh, he's gonna like he's a threat to everything. No, he's a, he's a threat to his own knees. That's all he's a threat to. <laughs> and and again, this kid is not ready, and he needs to really round out what the fuck he does. Um, and it's just, you know, I was just I don't know. Like again, it's like okay, you're finally doing something with Paige. But when I see this tournament, you know what I think? I think Lamiro is probably home in Tennessee, just loving all this, where they're fucking pushing a guy like Dante Martin, like he's going to be the next Kurt Henning. And you got one of the, like a guy that you could really build something around. There could actually be a legitimate threat to uh, and, and carry his half of the feud with Moxley. He's sitting at home with his hot wife. Just, you know, she's probably like so pregnant. Her eyes are like, you know, giving birth. Um, you know, and it's, it's just, yeah, uh, yeah. So I would go Ethan Page because you could still do something with him. I know Cornette wrote him off, but nah, you know. Ethan Page. I'm sorry, he's to me. I think the finals gonna be Ethan Page, Ricky Starks, um, with Ricky Page going over, and Ethan Page. One you already had there. Yeah, you had it, 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 there's MJF first championship feud. Um, which we'll get to that main event in a second. And um, because there's already beef right there. So to me, probably Evie Page should probably win it. Um, I think we'll have a good match for Ricky Starks. I think Ricky in the loss will still get over, and I think even will get over. So, and it's just, even to me, I see him eventually becoming the AEW champion at some point, probably in the next. It, depending upon how they stack him up, maybe after MJF. Because if I do believe it, he is up meeting MJF twice, but the second time being down the line, it'll probably be the time when they probably will switch the belts. But, um, yeah, that's right. Spoiler alert. We already tell you who we probably already know and feel going to win the main event. But we're still going to discuss the main event. But we got to get there first. So they, before we get to the main event, we have the tag titles on the line, the acclaimed, the champs. Sizzle me, daddy. Sizzle me, Billy. Sizzle me. Versus swerving our glory. <laughs> so, uh, what we what kind of match you think this is going to be? And we are, like you, we already know probably going to, spoiler alert, the acclaimed probably going to win. So, it's about how good of a match you think this is going to be. I mean, the acclaimed are, are – I wouldn't take the belts off them. Um, and I think they're gonna, it's going to be a good match because they can, they can have good matches against each other. But um, one of the problems is uh, the acclaimed are doing a great job, and they, and they got themselves over. And they – basically all their success belongs on them. Tony really does not deserve any credit because they – you know, they basically just threw the raps and their in-ring performance and everything else. They they got themselves over. But the problem, the big albatross around their neck, which is not fair to the acclaimed, is you have, again, one of the best, if not the best, uh, tag teams in the world. Yeah. And you don't do anything with them. And, and when they come out, also, really, also, again, uh, with the run-in. Stop, don't wait for your music. Don't wave. Don't dance. Don't stop and say hello. Don't don't grab a cup of coffee, and also don't run out to do a run in holding your fucking belt. We know you're the champ. I, we don't like like let it go, buddy. Like leave it in the back. You're gonna be fine. Like don't brag, you know. But you got these guys got three belts, and they're not holding the one belt that everybody wants them to have. 
And the problem is now you have it on a tag team that really I don't want to see FTR beat the claim. See, but see, here's the thing. I already know what's about to happen and who's going to. We find, yeah, people about to get that acclaimed FTR match, but they're about to be mad because the reason why I don't want them to wrestle the acclaimed too soon because, okay, you kind of want the tag titles to breathe on the acclaimed. If you beat FTR, it's going to hurt FTR. And they can't afford FTR hurt because they're the most over tag team, which means that plus they got, like you said, they have the Ring of Honor title, they have the New Japan title, and they have the Mexican title. So you kind of book yourself to a corner where they claim basically with transition champs. Well, you booked yourself into a corner because you allowed the fucking Bucks to essentially get out of doing the job because, again, they're fragile little ego. Um, you know. But I'm going to ask you this, though. Was we heading to, okay, let's say Jeff Hardy never got drunk or got fucked up and they became tag champs, okay? They get through their feud with the Young Bucks because that's probably what was going to end up happening. Young Bucks already had their mind they were going to become triple, the, the trios tag champions with Kenny, so they're not touching the tag titles. Well, so, no, they, they, so here's the question. Would you have FTR, which means FTR would have went against the Hardy Boys? No, I would have I sat the Young Bucks down and said, you're being paid a small fortune and you've been given car fucking Blanche to do whatever the fuck you want and you're booking a division... You're a tag team, and my division is shit. You are going to go in that ring like the professionals you claim to be, and you're going to put over FTR. You're going to lose the fucking belts to FTR in that third match, and you're going to draw money. Then you're going to have your little feud with the Hardys, who are basically so injured and, and basically so banged up that now like, they literally embarrass themselves when they wear that skin-tight shit because you're middle-aged guys now, and it's not their fault, but it's like, it's impressive that you can walk. So they don't look like the Hardys of old. This is a match that would have been great like five, six years ago. Um, and I would have told but them. But just like, the name recognition, people would have jumped for with it, would jump no, for the FTR I, versus the Hardy Boys. I, I, man. I you know that. No, I you know that. No, I would have told. No, this is this is what should have happened. Sit them down and go. You want to do your little fucking Nancy Prancy little six man fucking thing? Like, look at us. Oh my god, we're the cool kids. Fine. You can have your stupid fucking division. That's never even the Road Warriors cannot make a six fucking man tag division uh, work. So okay, fine. But you again, because I'm your boss and I'm fucking telling you, you're gonna go and you're gonna do the match. And I swear to Christ, if I see you sandbag them, you're gonna be fired. You put them over because that's what's best for business. And you're going to profit off of losing. And again, one day you will have the belts again. And then you can have your little feud with the Hardys and you can have your little six-man tag belts and you can all circle jerk each other. But we're doing something, the FTR, that this is what the people want. And if and if, honestly, even though that's what I want, if the crowd was telling me, oh, we want the Bucks to be the to win the third match, guess who's winning? The Bucks. But guess what? The crowd wants FTR. They were allowed to scapegoat. Even if they lost it to the Hardys, they're still scapegoating the match that draws money. And again, it comes down to, 
you know, are you here to do business? Or are you here just because you basically you're just doing and again, you're not telling me the best tag team because you're doing politics to get around shit. Um, that's why, like I said, there's certain guys that are way more popular than I am. They're, they're, they're doing this, that and the other thing. I don't think they're better performers than I am. They are able to work the whole network and they're, they're able to like do that thing of like, I'm only going to talk to the right people in the room and I'm going to work all the apps and do all the social media. And then they go on set and they they're lacking. Now, again, unfortunately, their shit works, but I'm the better performer. You're not better than me. You're not better in ring workers than FTR. That's this is what FTR like. This is what the crowd wants. So no, the Hardys would never have gotten the fucking belts because they're past their prime. They should have been used as a rare nostalgia act, like on big cards. Um, and they should have initially beaten the Bucks, but eventually put them over to pass the torch. But no, Bucks should have given the belts, lost the belts to FTR. But no, when they when they got injured, when Jeff decided he was going to well, have happy hour, in my opinion, he in gave my it to the... In my opinion, it, they should have used the Bucks like Rock and Roll Express was used. Uh, underneath, Sympathy Boys. You they feel but that's the thing, though. You have to... They, you have to have that mindset, and and again, the the, uh, the the Rock and Roll Express were incredibly unselfish. The Young Bucks have clearly shown and proven that, and and the same thing with Kenny Omega. And, and again, th- to me, this is a toxic environment when you got one guy sitting here going, "I wouldn't hire half of you," when you aren't even that good anymore. They have basically laid claim. They are they are pulling a Hulk Hogan that this is our little playground, and we can do whatever we want, and the people we like. Like, you know, the best friends and fucking Riho and our little buddies. And if you kiss our ass, you get to you get to do whatever because we say so. So now you're and again, punk, punk. Sure. Uh, could be an asshole. I'm, I'm I have no doubt. But uh, this whole he's a cancer in the locker room. I'm like, well, nope. I think basically he was a cancer to Jericho and the uh, little little theater club. And yeah, it's. I mean, FTR either. They, I don't know what the fuck. This, these poor guys cannot catch a fucking break. They get. I mean, I, just, I mean, I me me like like I said. But the next step is them when they acclaimed. I mean, they kind of already set the seeds, and you said it yourself. They, okay, then who else they acclaim going to go against? Well, here's there's the nobody if else. You, I mean, what tag team has been built up? That would make sense for their claim to challenge. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. If you're going to put, if you're finally now, after you basically asked, because again, no offense to be claimed, but who should have won the belts from the swerve in our glory should have been FTR. But you gave it to the acclaimed, which, you know, again, they got. It was over. Well, that's the thing. They got themselves over. So, but here's the problem. this was confused me. This was confused me by a lot of the arguments that people have. All right. We talk about getting over. They claim got over. All right. At the end of the day, they're more over than swerving in glory. FTR is over. So to me, that match is more money than them and the Young Bucks. Yes. But because, well, because, because one, if we want to go rates, all right. But see, the question is who you're going to have as the heels. Which obviously going to be FTR because FTR works better as heels. You well, feel that, me? And, and the, 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 the problem lies in you, again, the Bucks could have done one match and then you would have 
being able to free up all these moves. And so, but of course, ego and I'm the boss of you, whatever. Now, the problem is. You just you, wanted FTR to beat the Young Bucks. It ain't even about FTR getting the titles. No, no, no. They, no. Here's the thing. Honest, it, was, it was a trilogy of matches. It's a trilogy of matches that, you know, and then it got lined up. And that's what the story was building to. And that's what the crowd wanted. But see, but here's the question. Was that on? Because, see, okay, then. I'm playing devil's advocate. That might have been more on Tony than the Young Bucks. Because they, the reason they, why I'm saying that, the reason why I'm saying that, right? Okay, then. Tony could have just put the fucking belts, AEW titles, on the FTR. FTR was already moving to getting all the belts. Okay? He could have just went ahead and put the belts on them. And then, guess what? He could have put the belts, the Ring of Honor belts on the Young Bucks way. I'm just saying. You feel me? He put the Ring of Honor belts on them so that they are separated from the Young Bucks. Because in his... Tony trying to be the book of the year, which what you're saying makes sense. Because at the time, that was the money, that was the money draw tag match. You feel where I'm coming from? It's now watered down because we had the Young Bucks wanted to break into the door to talk to CM Punk. Everybody hates the Young Bucks now. <laughs> you feel me? So nobody wants to see them. If you don't believe me, Look at the TV ratings when these fuckers is on there. People disappear. That's how much it isn't got like that. You feel what I'm saying? And it was actually a little bit before, you know, before um, the CM Punk blow up. Because everybody was saying that it was the Young Bucks that was leaking behind the scenes. All right. Now, to me, like you said, you could have had Swerve and Glory drop the belt to... um, the FTR. But, like I said before, anyway, back to my point. To me, I think Tony might have made that decision that he didn't want them because he didn't want that match at right then. I get what everyone's saying. Maybe he was thinking where I'm going to go from there if they fuck, once this match is done. Because if you got to be honest, in the annals of it, the two top tag teams is FTR and and um, and the Young Bucks. Now, I'm going to give you an analogy. If the Midnight Express had that tag match against the Horsemen a year early, would it draw the same money? I mean, I think just for the novelty at the time, probably, but it was better to tell the story because it added to it. With the Young Bucks, <laughs> they're, in my opinion, no, the two big tag teams in AEW RFTR and the acclaim because they have proven yeah, no, despite time at the time though. But but the, well the thing is the Bucks the, the the problem is the Bucks have have really shown their hand in that they're they they didn't they're not they're the tag tag team because they're basically given executive jobs and they're calling the shots in the tag division. They basically proven that they kind of fell short of the mark and they made it worse by just this train wreck that they just developed. And honestly, I don't know what because again, Tony's going to win Booker of the Year regardless because um, there's really actually. no bookers anymore, <laughs> and, and 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 there's like a weird non-homosexual love thing going on with him and Melson, which makes it all the weird. If they were sucking each other's dicks, it would be normal and it would be something yeah, that my, happens yeah, in nature. But whatever they got going on, it's fucking weird. You were butthurt, <laughs> but. 
the he's gonna win the his precious fucking Booker of the Year. But again, guess what? I sorry, it's a hollow win. Um, I don't see the problem is if you if you you I don't think Tony has the ability if if uh if the acclaimed retained he does not have the ability to set up the story. So FTR and the acclaimed because people like what the acclaimed are doing. They like the belts on them. They like FTR. You ain't got to do much. All you had to do, they can do the Japanese shit. The acclaimed, oh the acclaimed ends, and then FTR comes out and says, "Ah, right, it's time." That's all they need. But see the pro- again. Here's the funny thing. The thing with the Japanese, you have sometimes like the Japanese can have, uh, you know, tag team that's ch- tag team champions for 18 months, and they defend the titles four times. They do it in a way that it works for them. They have these month long like tournaments every year yeah. where a tag team or a singles thing, the champion mm-hmm. carnival or the determination tag league or the G one, and it's like a month and it's like a big soccer tournament. But they know how to do it. And it's part of it is the, the, the their audience, but also it's the fact that they know how to fucking sell the goddamn thing and they keep it special. Tony does not know how to do a tournament. Tony does not know how to do Japanese style. And he basically he, like again, you are the booker of the year because you are like the little boyfriend of Meltzer. There is there is there is no way you should have been the booker of the year already. And there's no way you're going to get the award, but I'm sorry. This is the most ass backwards booking and just slapdash horse shit I've ever seen. And I hate saying that because I want AEW to fucking succeed. And I want Ring of Honor to succeed. But the only reason why you're still going is because you're the boss of everything. Yes. Now, and you have the money. Saying... I'm sorry. Go ahead and finish your thought. No, no. It's just, it's just, it's this. It just you booked yourself into a corner, but it's okay because everything made no sense up to this point. So you could just essentially go. Like I kind of fell out of reading comic books for you know uh, because comic books were doing a thing where oh my god this isn't a this is an event that's going to change the Marvel universe forever. So you had to buy all the different issues, and then they would have like a six. You got to buy this one individual comic, and then everybody all these interlocking stories, and then. Nothing really would change, or somebody would die, but then they would come back, you know, like Spider-Man died, but wait, you know, or like Captain America's dead, but not really. Um, and it's like, okay, nothing, every, like, oh, it's going to be this big event. Nothing will ever be the same, but it is the same, and nothing really happens. And so that's what Tony does. They just, he's pulling the Marvel thing of like, yeah, he's dead, but he's not. Oh, he's a champion, but he's not. Oh, this makes sense, but it doesn't. <laughs> so with that being said, since the one thing that does make sense is this main event. And um And he's gonna fuck that up too. Oh no, he, he can't fuck that up. Oh, he's gonna oh, fuck it up. Cause, cause, all you can do is just have MJF win. That's it. Well no, yeah, but here's the problem. MJF needs to be a heel. And and I think Jericho is trying to sabotage him. And I think everybody's trying to go like, oh, you need to be a babyface. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. You must be here to promote that dude did. No, he's. Let me explain. It. He don't need to change anything. No. It. It's. It. Okay. Everyone keeps saying, "Well, he don't need to be a babyface." I hate to say this. He got no fucking choice because one MJF ain't gonna change who he is. Let's keep it one hundred. This dude kayfabe is on fleet. You feel me? Fleet. 
He does fan signings as a fucking heel. Period. <laughs> Sign your autograph. Fuck you. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm better than you. You know it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not even worried if he go babyface because it's going to be like Stone Cold. Stone Cold didn't change who he was to become babyface. It's just the fans just liked him. But you feel no problem. It's, a, it's like, okay, the crowd cheers for him. That's all well and good. But MJ has the ability to get them the boo. He's done it. We've seen him do it. Yeah, so he's even done it. He's literally wearing the jersey of his hometown team, and he's in front of his people. And he, and and he you know, yeah, because he made them. He let like he's a mice. It's literally uh, again. Unfortunately, time travel is not a thing, so yeah. we never got to see Beethoven play. But it's like watching Beethoven write a symphony. It's like Mozart. And the thing is, you need to get, you need to leave him the fuck alone and let him do MJF. And you need to feed him opponents and keep him special. Jericho, uh, like, sitting there at a press conference talking about, like, you know, first of all, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Go, oh, you have to be a babyface. What the fuck are you doing? And no, he doesn't. He's the best fucking heel in, like, I don't know how long. And Watching him is like literally just it's but it magic. Like, okay, I'm asking this: when they say make him a baby face, do they mean are they asking him to change? I think the they're way- asking him to change because the MJF that I know or that the MJF could be would have punched Regal in the back of the head. He's like a vindictive chicken shit heel, and he cuts these amazing promos, and he's angry, and he he knows when to be vicious when you're down and everything else. Just let him do MJF. And give him people to work with. But even with. Rick, but okay, it, it like this, right? We even had Rick became a babyface. But when Rick was a babyface, was he really a babyface? I mean, it. <laughs> He's still the only, playing the game. But the problem is, you had him doing things that were out of character, and it didn't fit. And it was just enough of a change that Rick, even Rick, he didn't like it. He preferred to be a heel. And the thing is, again, he has the rare ability that, like, I think pretty much next to nobody has right now uh, to get those boos. And he knows how to do it. And, you know, Daniel Bryan, same thing. He's he's the other one. And you got him in a group of people having these matches that, like, why, you know, he was doing fine on his own where he was this guy who was so beloved. People were, I mean, like, just beloved like the definition of beloved and he was getting people to hate him and boo him in a oh, very yeah. unique Real way. Quick. So you don't, you take Daniel Bryan and you take MJF and you go over here, you go, you guys are heels and just get out of their way. I would literally, and here's the thing as a booker, as a booker, no, as a booker, you pull them aside and go, you guys are going to be my top heels. You're going to be my champ. You're going to be this. Just do your thing. I'm going to get out of the way. I'm going to throw it in the suggestion occasionally when it comes to the match, but I'm going to try to feed you the best opponents I can. I'm going to get the fuck out of your way. Go out there and get the booze. But they're going to try to make him be something he's not. Because a bunch of fucking smart fans and Chris Jericho, I think, feels a little threatened. And Jericho, I'm sorry. Again, he's he's trying to be this big evil heel, but he's too absurd. And again, he's not... he, he lacks it's that. It's the music, man. It's the music, man. <laughs> he, he lacks. He lacks that Terry Funk quality to lose every match and still get everybody over. He he's not doing anything for this little click that he has. He's not. He's not getting any opponent over. He's sandbagged. I'm sorry. I stand by the belief that 
he was trying to like when when Paul, uh Cole was trying to do that move on the top rope. If you watch Jericho, he basically sandbagged him. He sandbagged him as he's coming to the ring. Oh, here's come Cole Cabana. Jer- there's Jericho. Like you told him, he, he fought like, oh, I just farted on your wife's omelet. He had a look on his face. Like, that's it. Like, he's not like when 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 Triple H saw Cactus Jack come out, he did the right thing. He was losing his shit. He was yelling at the referee. He was like losing his fucking mind. Like, like, oh, my God, Armageddon is coming to get me. He's standing there. And like when when I when they showed him on camera. I was like, you just shit all over this. You're bringing them back to spite somebody, and you just shit all over this poor fucking guy. You're using him as a pawn already, but now you literally just took a big shit on his chest. I didn't even have the, the courtesy to offer him a glass table. And then you almost injure him by sandbagging him because you, you've been doing this over 30 years. You know how to take a fireman's carry no matter where you are. And he's not getting anybody over. He's not doing anything for the Ring of Honor title. But he's like supposedly the top heel, and it's like yeah, I feel like he is trying to sabotage. I think a lot of people are trying to sabotage MJF because here's the funny thing: and this just goes back to the point I was making. MJF went out there and said, "I'm gonna have a 10 minute match with Darby Allen, and and on the opening of the card, and make it the only thing everybody talks about for the rest of the fucking night." Oh, I'm not wrestling. I'm gonna go out there in my hometown, wearing the hometown jersey. And get them to hate me. He is basically saying, hold my beer. I'm going to tuck my dick in my sock and wrap my balls around my neck because they're swinging low today. I'm sorry. I'm going to keep running with you. I think he's bulletproof. And and the reason why I say that is, okay, then, I'd like you to this example. You remember when The Rock came back, right? I think when he came, it, it was the first time he came back after he went Hollywood. And um, that's when he had that big tribal chest. That when he finally when he got that big tribal tattoo on his chest. Yeah. That, that, all right. And he was he he was he was doing his little promo, or what have you? And then somebody booed. He, 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 the crowd started booing. He said, "Wait a second. So are y'all going to cheer me? You're going to boo me?" <laughs> they booed him. He went with it and turned heel. That easy. You feel me? Then when he was about to do smell with the rock, and people were like, rock. No, you don't get to say that. You don't get to say that. Well, again, but, but he's but, bulletproof to me like the rock. But that's the thing. When I talk about, like, I'm going through a transition period, but I'm going to get past. Like today, I worked out very hard, but I could definitely feel when I was doing certain exercises, like, okay, I'm definitely not out of shape, out of shape, but I'm definitely, I got to get the repetition back. I got to get back to that point where the harder I work out, I have to actually stop myself from, from like, you know, at, at the two hour mark of working out, I have to stop myself because it's like, oh, I want to keep going. It's like, nah, you're going to hurt yourself. Uh, with my career, like with me as being Billy Pilgrim, I'm basically kind of resetting things. I'm going into 2023 and you are not going to be able to stop me because I'm going to outwork you. And the flaws that I have are going to be handled. MJF is doing that thing. He is, he doesn't need politics. He doesn't need to be EVP. He doesn't need friends. He goes out there and it's like, Oh, I don't get to wrestle. I'm going to talk and I'm going to make the show. I'm going to be the best thing on the show. I'm going to go out there and wrestle. Like I said, do he does nothing and every, and it's like the best match of the card. 
he is like basically showing like I am the best in this company and there's nothing you can do to stop it. So what are people trying to do? They're trying to fucking stop him. And I hate to break the news to you, but there is no being bulletproof. If you hammer at something hard enough, if I don't care if you if you're like Chuck Liddell in his prime, I don't give a fuck if you served in the special forces. You got a great security system. You got eight black belts. You got a house full of guns. If I want to get your ass bad enough, I'm going to get you. If somebody wants to fuck up your run or if somebody wants to fuck up the mojo you got going or do what they can to kind of knock you off your groove so they can kind of keep you under a certain amount of thumb. If they if they keep hacking away at it and they're determined to do it, eventually they're going to do it. And, and I'm sorry, but if you're somebody that's especially if you're in a boss position and you're not encouraging somebody that's going to bring you money, you're an idiot. So, like I said, the Bucks, Omega, to me, I'm sorry, you guys are not the best because look at what you're doing. MJF and Moxley are the best because they go out there and it's just like, fuck it. Laid it all out there. Just well, you didn't put you didn't put money in that man's pocket. You know, but, but that's the thing. Hands. It's like I the, I what I told the model agency when they signed me, I said, Look, I'm never gonna be the best looking, I'm never gonna have the biggest dick. You can't outwork me. Because I can do a bunch of different things, and I can do multiple things in a day. And essentially, if you send me out for five days and whatever, you book me for ten scenes. Like I'll make sure those. Like I will bring home the money. You can't outwork me if you give me the ball to let me run with it. So the only way you could stop me is by like you know getting in somebody's ear or fucking set, like turning somebody on me, like you know so on and so forth. MJF. They just need to get the fuck out of his way. And honestly, I don't even know if he wins the title, which he should. Like, who the fuck is he going to wrestle? Because you barely, like, there's nobody. You were the important one. You're the special one. And you just beat the other special one. So now who the fuck are we going to put you with? Oh, no. I I think we've, well, we already know if Page probably, we, we both predicted that it's next up. Um, and like I said, it just depends upon who they build. Because at some point, him and Warlow gonna cross paths. I just, had that feeling. I just had that feeling because if you want to be honest, one, he got the rest of the pillars. So we, you might well expect him and Darby, which I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for that feud. Um, of course, him and Jungle Boy Jack Perry, which part of the reason why I think Unless you put him against Lucy Shores at some point. But I, I don't think Shores, see, but again, Darby Allen, Wardlow. Darby Allen and Wardlow, these guys aren't as special as they were a few months ago, a year ago, and it's no fault of theirs. It's again just the Man, book of the year. Beside MJF, that match will be special. I'm telling you. MJF, it think about it. Rick used to make Rick made What's his damn name? God damn it. The, the hands of stone Ron Garvin fucking special. And he's boring as fuck. But uh, here's the problem. <laughs> if if Tony goes, okay, you're doing a program with Wardlow, like, you could, t- I'm sorry, but you could tell when 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 uh, Punk and, and MJF were doing their thing, <laughs> you couldn't see Tony's fingerprints on that because it was too yeah. good. If you're going to let, like, again, a main event run with Darby or main event run with uh, Wardlow or maybe even the main event. I'm trying to think of somebody that hasn't been, you know, 
because again, uh, but 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 basically, Tony needs to. Okay, you're with MJF for the next couple of, or at least like the week, because I can't have a few go longer than a month. Just get the fuck out of the way, because you cannot do anything. I'm amazed that the lights are still on in AEW because you are you are incompetent. No, it just but see, it is the thing of it. As I got to tell everybody, the game is different when it's about TV, not about putting butts in seats. But the product and, still has to be, you know what? I fast forward through a lot of AEW oh, now. I mean, I, I'll be real with you, dog. It let's keep it one. We we we're gonna keep it one hundred real quick, then we can about to get off of here. All of wrestling sucks. I keep saying this and I said it before. The best wrestling, the best wrestling bar none for everything that we complain about is in London with Progress and ICW. MLW, let's just be honest, their storyline stink. They have pretty decent matches, but comedy. They're WWE light. Impact. I don't need to say no more. It's 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 kooky. This NWA. It's former two-time champion and the guy who was a flag bearer causes a clown show. And it technically it kind of is. Tyrus is your world champ. I don't need to say no more. WWE, even though Triple H took it over, it, it's getting a little bit better, but it's still the same. It's it's still has it elevated with the storylines of the kookiness in the whole nine. You feel me? And then we got AEW. So to me, everything that people talk about with modern wrestling, problem is none of these promotions have the psychology down pat. And they're just facts. That now they have certain wrestlers that get it, but you're talking about we grew up in an era where majority of the goddamn roster got it. Down to the jobbers. Do I need to say George South? The Mokey Brothers? Rocky King? I mean, I don't know. It's just, uh, like I said, you just get out of MJF's way and let him do his thing. That made the Brooklyn brawl out, this bitch. (laughs) I'm just saying. Even the jobbers had better psychology than some of the top motherfuckers in these damn, in these damn, um, on these wrestling programs. Straight up. Like right now, I'm watching Bron, Bron Breaker versus Von Wagner. It's the first match on NXT. Why is he? So you telling me JD Madonna versus Apollo Crews with no title involved? It might. It's probably gonna be your main event. But you have your world title against with, with two big ass horses, which is, this is a damn good match for your first match. Did that make any sense? In the territories, that match would have been motherfucking main event. I mean, I don't know. It's it's all you know. I mean, uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. That that's why I say it. it's kind of like motherfuckers just need to just be admitted that there's no psychology in this day and age. It, it, there's not booking. It, like you said before, think about Court Bauer. Did he ever wrestle in the ring? No, he ran a podcast, uh, podcast network. Uh, Tony Khan, I don't need to say no more. Even when the only motherfucker right now that has wrestling background that's running something is Triple H. And guess what? Triple H is basically doing Triple H with a little Vince mixed in. 
Now, I will say this. What he did with Austin Theory last night, kudos. Kudos. Austin Theory is ready. <laughs> go If you get a chance, go on YouTube and watch what Austin Theory did with the, 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 the change of Austin Theory. That's pretty good. I give him that. You know what I'm saying? But even to the point where I look at NXT, kooky as shit. You still have kooky shit on um, on WWE, you know, period. And it's like, that's why I'm like, AEW fans can't say shit about WWE because AEW, y'all kooky. WWE fans can't say shit about AEW because they shit is kooky. MLW, I don't need to say no more. Come on. Microman? <laughs> and I'm going to say this again with NWA Tyrus is the NWA world champ where in God's name in booking in Eddie Graham did this motherfucker deserve to be the NWA world champ I would not pay to go see Tyrus not even for a pay-per-view no, nobody ever paid a dollar to see him well I want to see the fuckasaurus I didn't want to see him in WWE that knock needed motherfucker <laughs> I like him. He he's a cool dude. He seems like he's nice. I like watching some of his matches, but I cannot imagine him in the same breath as Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat, him having a Broadway. This motherfucker's good for about five minutes of a match. He don't even do the damn uh uh the heart punch. He don't do the heart punch better than the Ox Baker. Stop playing. Yeah, I had to fuck people here. I said, Ox Baker. Yes, sir. <laughs> I've been trying. He put out a cookbook. I've been trying to find a copy of it to, to do like a video series, but it's it's hard to find. And when it does come up, it's it's expensive. Uh, I mean, I don't think I'll get it eventually, but unfortunately, it's so rare and so expensive. It eludes, it eludes me. Yeah, because I'm sorry. I, I saw the documentary... 350 days. Very good documentary. That was the first time I saw it. It had Ox Baker on there. And I the mean, cinematographer they, worked on that. I got to talk to him about that. I'm glad you mentioned that to me. <laughs> Tell I put him on the show. The smoking, I'm going to talk to him about that. But, dude, like I said, but we already figured out MJF is going to win the match. Uh, it's probably going to be a good match because MJF and his Moxley. Regardless of what Jim calls him plum, plumber, I, I don't give a damn. He's He can go. Um, and I, me, myself, uh, four out of five from what I see preview-wise, because I probably would not get to watch it unless somebody put it on YouTube. Um, I, I, I say it, I say a strong a strong three and a, three and a half stars. Um, I don't know. It's 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 not. I I wouldn't. I mean, even if it was twenty five dollars, it's not one of your best. It, it like this. This ain't one of the best. From the looks of it, this is not one of the best full gears. This is gonna be one of the weakest ones to me. No, because again, they put everybody into into shit. Nobody's special, and then they're trying to actively fuck with the guy who is special. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's AW is in for a lot of hurt. Uh, before things get better. And again, I don't think things are really going to improve until Tony gets Ring of Honor, their own show, and moves those guys over. And he needs somebody else to... I'm sorry. You're not... like 
I'm gonna ask you a question then. Before Ring of Honor was, let's say, interwoven to AEW, do you think AEW was better off? I mean, yeah, because you're trying. I understand you're trying to keep the thing alive, but you have a lot of wrestlers that you're not giving TV time to. And again, you're not. You're and also you're pushing or trying to give too much TV time and trying to build all the wrong guys and. These are guys that are not up to snuff. And it's it's just it's I really think it's kind of like, yeah, you're like, oh, you know, it's like these guys are really cool to me, you know, backstage or who's your friends with. And I'm sorry, anything, anything creative. If you're gonna have multiple people involved in something creative, regardless of what it is, porn, writing, comedy, if it's all about like who you're friends with and not who's the best or who's best for what we're trying to do, then you have failure because, you know, there's certain scenes I want to shoot that I'm very close to Abbey Rhodes. I'm very close to certain like Raven uh, Bell and there's certain, you know, and Sarah Starr, but there are certain ideas I have that they would not be the best choice. So they're not excluded, but it's like, I can't, you know, I'm not going to just use you in this scene because you're my friend, because it wouldn't be as the best it could be. And that's like the point. If you're just, you're not pushing the right guys, you're pushing bad comedy acts or like basically the, the you know, the, the theater clubs, uh, friends and, you know, and whatnot. It's, it's, it's just, yeah, you like, there's, it's just, yeah, you can't, it can't always be like who your buddies with. You can still hang out with the person when the thing's done. There's certain things I would love to do that I may not be the best fit for. And when I don't get picked for it, I'm like, I get it. You know, or I don't get invited to a, like an event. I'm like, I look who's going. I'm like, oh yeah, no, I wouldn't invite me either. You know, it's, 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 it's no, I just, I wouldn't fit. I'd be wasting my time. You know, it doesn't make me any less valuable, but it just, you, you got to use me the right way. And, and Tony just, I'm sorry. I'm just so taken aback by how bad at it this he is. <clears throat> and the only, like I said, the only reason why he's gotten this far is because it's his little toy. No one can take it away from him. Well, people, we then came to the end of another on wrestling. <laughs> and yeah, because we said we were going to try to keep it to like an hour and some change. Oh, not today. We we didn't hit two. We don't hit over two hours. But it was damn good, strong two hours, yo, of good wrestling poetry, man. So, ha, ah, how you how it feels, man? What was that? I said how it feels, man. <laughs> I don't know. I just. Uh, I don't know. I again now I'm just exasperated, and now it just <laughs> see that it, it that lets you know how passionate we are about this, man. Because don't get it twisted. I I was in a, a chat um, when I was watching the the NWA the, the NWA show. And I told him I said I watch all wrestling. I watch it overseas, Germany, England, Mexico, all that shit. Because I just love. Pro wrestling, but I'm, but I'm out. But you know what they say: love, say love, love might be blind, but don't let it make you be a fool. And I'm not a fool about how the booking is and 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 how the psychology has been lost. Because, like I say, even watching that documentary, watching tales from from the territories, and, and listening to Jim Cornette, Dutch Mantel, um, 
even Rob Fuller, y'all need to check out Rob Ron Fuller, man. His show is damn banging. He be he be spitting some jewels. <laughs> His shit, you know, and everything. It's to me the problem with wrestling today is that they they don't pay homage enough to the psychology of the past. See, they always bring back the old heads. I get that. You know, but they don't understand why Rick got over. They just saw that Rick got over. They didn't know why. They didn't under, it, it even to Arn Anderson, only Anderson, why he's one of the greatest heels. Why was he the greatest heel? And even to today, why is MJF so great? You know, period. Why he's so over? You know, and I think and and, and like I said before. It's sad that I can sit here and say that Progress Wrestling, their booking, is way better. I keep harping on Spike Trevay. Y'all need to go check out Peacock and watch my man Spike Trevay. Sorry. MJF, the number one heel in the world, Spike Trevay got to be very close to number two. He's a strong number two. <laughs> I'm saying it. And yes, he's a strong number two because he gets just as much heat as MJF, if not more. Because I'm sorry, when you have signs, people make signs saying "fuck Spike," and he, to his ring, to his ringmanship, to his psychology. I would love to interview that motherfucker. You know, period. Him and MJF. That's why I'm like Triple H. When you do. If you haven't listened to our show, you do NXT Europe. If you ain't got Spike Trevay somewhere in the title hunt or with the belt around his fucking shoulders or on that fucking roster, you are an idiot because that's your biggest heel and possibly say would be a WrestleMania main event if you play your cards right because that's how good of a heel he is. I, 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 Billy, I'm telling you, check him out because <laughs> I'm sorry. The pro the, the interview that he did with against Maloney with uh Dan Maloney and I loved it. This is what I mean by why they're booking this better. Dan Maloney was talking about he was about to win the title. He was right there. He was hearing the three, and then he just felt a bottle here in the back of the head. Then he wakes up, he sees him with the title. And they were going back and forth. He said, look, and let me tell you what it is. The difference between me and you. A couple of million, uh, he, he said a couple, I forgot the, the exact amount, he said a million pounds. But not only that, people like you work for people like me. And that what burns you. <laughs> it's straight up. And now also, we talk about long-term booking, right? Now, remember I told you I said he made the Black Swan lose the Black Swan mantle. He's now Tom, right? He still fuck with the dude. He got mad because Tom couldn't show, didn't come up to a show. So he said, "I, right, you want to, I see you still being booked doing your little Black Swan gimmick all over Europe. Well, guess what? I'm challenging to a match against my against his heavy hitter bullet. And he said, if you beat bullet, you get a shot at me. You feel me? It's it's that long-term booking. It's like they still want to end up being 
the swan versus him at some point. But they're allowing him to have other storylines with other wrestlers, which makes sense. Keeping too fucking with the black swan to even when he's in the ring, he's doing some of the black swan's moves. You feel what I'm coming from? Now, if this was Tony booking this shit, he would have completely fucked it up. You get what I'm coming from? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 like I'm watching Eddie Graham in England. It's like I'm watching Dustin Rhodes in England. You feel where I'm coming from? You know, period. It's that marvelous of booking that they're doing. You know, the ICW shit. They're booking. Oh my god, it's it's like trust me. If people watch these motherfuckers overseas, you'd be surprised how good they shit is. And actually better than the American product. And actually, bar none, their roster from top to bottom, as far as wrestling, is better than WWE and AEW. Straight up. Their women division, way better. <laughs> way better. And they got about, what, probably eight, maybe ten girls at tops. Let's look at how many girls WWE got. You don't need much to make. You don't need much to make. You don't need much to make greatness, people. You just need great people. So, so now I'm done talking. And now, with that being said, because I got to watch this NXT, life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience? You haven't learned anything. Smoke this over, Billy. Until uh, next time, when it's Vader time, we'll see you then. Most definitely, and. Next week, subscribers, next Wednesday, <laughs> Pro Wrestling Smoke. And um, we'll let you know what we're talking about. Oh, and don't forget the old to the old school is on the Pro Wrestling Smoke. For subscribers only, on the Premium Smoke Room. Now we out. Black Wall Street is now online, baby. That's right. Visit the GW District. Shop the very best in men's and women's apparel and accessories, home decor, office supplies, books, pantry items, and so much more. The GW District is a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. We're both veteran and black-owned, and we're bringing you the best online shopping experience with products made by small businesses. Come and experience the GW District difference today at shopgwdistrict.com. That's shopgwdistrict.com. The GW District, a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. That's right. That's right.